Hello and welcome to American Nerds. Today is May 17th, 2020. This is part of the Quarantine Diaries. I think this is part six. I don't know. I've been in my house for five days straight. I'm Raul Cruz. How are you today, <laughs> my other co-host? Oh, we got we got Howard Stern over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to the Capone talk immediately. <laughs> I thought I thought we were waiting till later. <laughs> I'm Victor. I'm 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 Victor Calvo. I'm the I'm the the other host of American Nerds, a podcast where we talk about movies, nerd stuff, and 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 shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talk. <coughs> God. <coughs> you know, it's that funny. It's that wasn't so dread- <laughs> easy to do that voice too. Wait, wait, hold That's on. That, just, just, just clarification that that was a drag cough from me doing the voice. That's not because I have coronavirus. Yeah. As far no. as I know, as far as I know, we're both clean. I, I'm, I'm, I hope so. I've been in my house yeah. for a straight up week, and I haven't yeah. seen. I, I don't think I've seen the sun. I've seen the, uh. I've seen a light outside my room, but I haven't looked into. Well, I can't. You can't look into the sun, but you know what I mean. I haven't. I haven't. No, I haven't, no, no, no. You I can look into the outside, sun. You know. You can look into the sun. It's not a good idea, but you can still do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Doctors yeah. know, like, you know, 10 out of 5 tell you not to look into the sun. Uh, 10 out of 5? Yeah, 10 out of 5. We have we, a lot of fucking news this week, surprisingly. Um, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, more, more than usual, obviously. Uh, there's, ve- there's very specific things that, that got announced this week that, like, just fucking, it just c- completely, like, just turned everything in my world upside down you know oh yeah well i mean i i'm pretty sure it's really one bit of news that really freaked us out and we'll get into one specifically yeah yeah one specifically Um, i'm surprised because i saw your reaction to it i saw the gif and i thought it was that was in a good way yeah no no there's a good way remember you got you got to put context to the scene remember he was no i know but it it looked (laughs) it looked like an angry look dicaprio not a happy dicaprio you know it was more it was more of a, you know, after you do something, you know, after you do something that takes a while and then like you're finally done and just that, that scream of relief. Oh, well, like when you make a house <laughs> on Minecraft and it actually becomes a house. Yeah. yeah that, it, it's that's just been like, my struggle this week, to be honest. Yeah. yeah no, it, it's just more of, of just being like, oh, yes. Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> um, uh, well, well, we'll yeah, get you started that. Minecraft. You started yeah. Minecraft. How do you like it so far? I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it, to be honest. I, I got my brother into our server and I basically made him do everything. Oh, your brother's for me. on the server. For yeah, my, I I brought my brother on the server last night, and it it was it was also it was just basically an excuse to you know for me to get to play with him a little bit more on something that isn't you know Fortnite because I don't want to touch Fortnite or Battlefront two because I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like drifted away from Snap Smash for the time being, so I got you know since I'm already learning shit in minecraft i might as well have somebody who's played the game for years you know help me out and figure out what to do that basically we, resulted <laughs> in me inviting him into the server and telling him to do stuff for me which he did without any without any like um like without any questioning whatsoever which is great i don't know at a point like especially especially when you're like at that age um you just get like hooked it's like it's like it's a like crack like, like i remember there was a point where like literally i would like which eat, age my age or my brother's age no your brother's age oh yeah my like, brother's my brother's 14 for people who don't yeah yeah, I, you should know, there, but yeah, there, there, <laughs> there was a, there was a, yeah, there was a point. Uh, not when I was like fourteen, a little younger, but like I would just, you know, it was literally eat, sleep, and breathe Minecraft. It was, it, it was literally a way of life for a while. And uh, I could have gotten I, that way you know, too in middle it, school. It, it just wasn't my thing. 
it, it's so weird because like um are you you know uh, remember that like minecraft boom that happened last year where a bunch of youtubers just started playing minecraft again and then the the game became huge everybody got back on i don't personally i don't know because i've always felt like that's been i always felt like that's always been a boom because minecraft has always been a consistently relevant game as the years go on like i've never seriously seen any like irrelevance with that game it's always been relevant it's always felt more but, popular as it goes on i mean me. it's always been relevant but like it kind of but like for a while at least from my perspective from a person you know from a person who's been playing minecraft since literally 2011 uh no even <laughs> before that like 2010 <laughs> i've been um oh, like so you're a beta boy yeah literally yeah <laughs> uh i um i started playing minecraft beta 1.3 that's like the first time I uh I, I got on Minecraft and started doing everything. Um uh where was I going with that? Where was I going with that thought? Oh yeah, like there's there's just like a, a period where like just Minecraft I play was just Minecraft on my all the time. Yeah, yeah dude, it, it's it, and oh yeah, that that thing yeah, um about Minecraft like always being relevant. Like yeah, it always has been relevant. Like nobody's ever stopped playing, but like specifically last year for some reason there was just this insane boom where everybody like that like left minecraft got back on you get me that's interesting so like it, it yeah um uh, i i think it, it i think it mostly not, not mostly but like it, it has a lot to do with the fact that pewdiepie started a minecraft series on youtube oh okay you know, yeah, um, that that makes and, a lot of sense when you're following that yeah yeah and like i and like um and it was weird because uh, uh, leading up to like those videos started getting you know when he started posting those videos I, I i for some reason had this weird itch and feeling to just play minecraft you know like i i just really wanted to get back on it and then he started making the like those videos and it just blew up and everybody got back got back on it and it was oh, okay. yeah yeah it's it, it's i i don't know why it, it blew up but it did so well i mean i also, think it's probably because of that you know, big I, influencer effect. Like, if you have somebody like probably. PewDiePie playing, playing a game like that, everybody's probably going to play it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and, and like um, I, I saw, like, a bunch of those, those videos, too. I was, like, keeping up with that series for a while. Uh, and I would just, like, I, I remember, like, last year, I'd just play Minecraft and, like, listen to, like, him, like, play Minecraft as well. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's, always my, that's always my favorite thing to do with, like, video games is just kind of play something in the background, like a YouTube video or, like, a podcast or something. Oh yeah, While I'm playing yeah. shit. It's a that's that's what I do. That's what I've been doing when I've been playing this game, or in general when I have a bunch of uh, like when I'm whenever I'm playing a game that really doesn't uh need uh require my complete focus on something. Like if I'm playing Yoshi's Island or something like that, I'm listening to a podcast as well because I've listened mm -hmm. to that soundtrack so many times I don't want to get like tired of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like I just that. don't uh, like whenever I'm playing like video that's, games. That's my one con against Minecraft, by the way. Like, yeah, right. the, the the sounds are all nice, but I could kind of go insane listening to a bunch of fucking chickens clucking all at the same time. Like, Minecraft has beautiful I, music. It does have beautiful music, but I always put it. I always put the volume all the way down because I just I get so distracted because the vo like the audio is so loud when I'm playing. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm playing my well, not sometimes. Like usually when I'm playing video games, I don't like I I just kind of doze off and I I don't even focus on the sound effects. Mm. It just kind of it, it just kind of like I I just kind of like lock myself in to the point where like all the sound effects like it, it just registers in my brain as just real world sounds. <laughs> yeah, it it really is just like the animals that like annoy me because I, I I think it was yesterday I was with my brother and we were finding I was trying to get him some chicken because he he just joined the server after like years of not playing and. 
I was just trying to get him some stuff to eat and some armor. I go into our big compound that um, our, our friend Brendan made in front of the show. And he keeps like a like a little farmhouse of chickens that immediately die upon like Jesus being Christ. exposed what to fire. That? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What was it? No, what was that? What was that in the background? Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't hear anything. I uh, heard I heard I heard a gigantic thump. Like oh really? Fell. Oh yeah. maybe maybe it's from the maybe it's from upstairs. I'm recording in my kitchen for those of you who want to know. Yeah. You record you recording in your kitchen my, my, or your my, my kitchen closet. Okay. Because it is a right. kitchen. Because it has. Yeah. It, it's a kitchen because it has a sink. It's more. But it's, it's a closet a because it has my clothes. I'd argue it's a pantry. I, I I'd argue it's a hybrid because I have my fridge here too and I use it. So there. Well, for your agree uh, to agree, for your, you know. Well, but yeah. Your, I, well, I, for I your go, co- for your coffee blue moon. Yeah. Oh, fucking a. We're we gonna get into that first. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna talk about that. It's 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 a type of beer I like, but nobody nothing, really likes it because nobody about. sells it. I know. There's nothing to talk about. It's just a beer you like. What's wrong? I know. With that? And <laughs> nobody 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 puts it out in their stores, and they're all expired. All the ones that I find. God. They're I expired. Bought, I, I bought a six pack on May first, and it exp- I had an expiration date of May fourth. I did not know it was on the shelf for that fucking long. But. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Where no, you go, I, Publix? Uh, it was a Publix by my, not by my house, not by our house. It was a little bit further down there than that. But yeah, there was a uh, quick Minecraft tangent. There was, uh, I was just trying to get him chickens, but it's just all these chickens clucking and dying and popping. It like that little like uh, sound that uh, makes mm-hmm. whenever they die and fall, whenever they fall and die, and it's just there were just so many. And I was in the middle of a Discord chat with uh, Nico, and I couldn't hear anything. Like, my brain was freezing because I just didn't understand what was going on. I couldn't listen to him because of all the chickens, and my brain, like, couldn't go to the mouse fast enough to, like, mm-hmm. decrease the volume of the chickens. So so it was just, like, sensory overload. Yeah, if it, it definitely was. That That's a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh... Sensory over... Sen- <laughs> panic attack other, over Minecraft. Yeah, other than that, yeah. Other than, other, other than that panic attack, I had a really fun time with Minecraft. It's, it's been pretty yeah. good. How have you been doing, by the way? I'm fine. I'm That's fine. Good. I mean, it's just every week. Every week is just the same. Yeah, like, have, you started, have you started school yet? Uh, I don't start school until June. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I, started, I started school, and that's been a nice little change into my schedule. Because everything um, else has been the same except for that. Yeah, we're recording this on uh, May 17th. It's a Sunday, and uh, tomorrow, yeah. 50% of businesses are supposed to open. Or they're supposed to open in 50% capacity. <laughs> and not in our county, though, I think. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, Florida is entering phase one of going back into lockdown Normalcy. again. Oh, yeah. Um, basically. I, I, yeah. I hope it all goes well. You know, I'm, I'm sure businesses are capable uh, enough business, businesses are capable enough to you know, actually follow the rules and enforce but, but, but our people. these policies. <laughs> but that's the thing. When you live in Miami, you have a lot of stupid people out there. There's a mm-hmm. reason why people are called, people aren't called people. People are called Karens for a lot of, like, for, for some reasons, you know? It's just the, like, the sense of entitlement. It really is. It's so it stupid. Gets, it gets really, it, it gets really bad. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. I, I think we're going to be fine, but I'm just a little bit worried that even though it's not going to be even though it is 50% i'm i'm, I'm like a little bit worried that things are probably going to have a spike in cases i mean cases. that's what happens 
you know like, that, that's like that's that's completely likely you know yeah yeah and, and we're gonna we're just gonna be in the same mess all over again like i i I'm, i have a little bit of faith but not so much you know i mean like i i mean i i'm, I'm not really like I'm, I'm not really the kind of person to just kind of like hold out like hope like that i'm just kind of taking it as, as it comes you know no same just, you know, you know like, like, i'm this just is, this is i just don't step, have right? i don't have faith in people yeah a lot definitely. of people that's what i'm trying yeah, to say yeah. you yeah, know yeah. especially in floridians because they're not um, people well i mean like some the, are but you know like yeah i don't know it's just like the uh, you just I feel like you just kind of, kind of just have to take it how it comes, you know, one step at a time, and just like just take your average precautions that you've been taking for like the last like two almost two months. It's been how long has it been? It's month been. It's probably going to be around three months soon. Three months? It's going to be close for me. Yeah, it's going to be close care. to three months. Mm. Yeah. The it's days have really bad. bled into each other, so you yeah. know. Remember, we're in May. <laughs> Do yeah, you remember we are, the last time you went we're outside? Halfway through May. I think it was February. <laughs> or March. I know. I know. I, okay. I know. The last day I went to work was like March seventeenth. March seventeenth. So, yeah. Okay. So, so that's been that's two months. That's two months on the dot, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's too much on the dot for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well the last day I the last day of uh, of work for me was the same was the day of uh well the day before um our businesses shut down. Okay. So it's literally two months on the dot. Interesting. So damn we. So yeah, we've been we've been doing this for two months. Hope y'all are alive. Hope y'all yeah. are doing okay. Uh, you know, we do make these things for you, and I hope you guys are okay. You know, please wash your fucking hands. I uh, mean, but yeah, for them, for them, and then just like just for just for because. for ourselves as well. We have a yeah. resume to write at the yeah. end of the day. All right, yeah, we have some news. Maker nerds, hell of a fucking <laughs> hell of a fucking resume. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing big. Uh, but yeah, we have a bit of a news week this week. I'm going to sound off some quick things that we don't really have to talk about that much. But here are some quick little things that we found out about this week before we get into little the... Little quibbies. Little yeah. quibbies. <laughs> sure. Yeah, fuck. All right. <laughs> uh, Batman 3 Jokers, the Jeff Johns, Jason Fabic spiritual sequel to... Ki- yeah, ser- spiritual sequel to Killing Joke, kind of, I think, is finally getting released in, like, the middle of August. It was supposed to come out in June, but since, you know... Oh, yeah, since this virus also happened and it affected everything, we, we it, it, everything got, I got pushed back a little mm-hmm. uh, a little while. I think comics are starting to come back in physical form. Like as a I think they've started as of like a couple of weeks ago, but in terms of like the the big event series that DC was trying to push out like Death Metal that was supposed to come out this month, I think it's pushed for next month, early of uh, early June. And mm-hmm. something like Three Jokers is going to start uh, coming out in August, you know, cuz they want to have some sort of consistency with that. And I I get it. Yeah, no, better late than nothing. For a while. Than never. It's been Dude, delayed was... for a long time. Yeah. No, like just like in the making in general. It's oh yeah. Been, it's just been in the process for a while. It's, it's an been... event that's kind of been set up since 2016. When did Rebirth come out? That Rebirth special. Was that Rebirth? 2016? That was yeah. 2016. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been on in the works for t- four years at this point now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and finally it's gonna come out. Thank God. Uh, Doom Patrol this season is two is coming out this summer. I think in June or July. I can't remember the exact date. Uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that didn't get pushed further. Yeah, I I knew that they were filming, um, like a little they're, while after that first season ended, which I was happy they were probably, about. They're probably they're probably in just, post. Yeah, I'm like pretty by sure t- they, by the time the quarantine came in. Yeah, and I'm very happy that that's a show that didn't really get affected by the coronavirus. 
Well, yeah. in, in the case of season three, we don't know. Let's hope this season's yeah. good enough to get another one. <laughs> if there's still even a platform. <laughs> yeah, there's still a DC universe to go to. Uh, it's weird because they're doing a rewards program to kind of make it feel like there is still something going on with the service. I don't but know. But I don't really, I... I don't really use it aside from, at least right now, I don't really use it aside from watching Harley Quinn every Friday. And that's it. And I, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I feel like DC Universe is just slowly just it, it, it feels like that store that's like slowly dying and they just keep putting putting up sales. It's like a, it's like <laughs> if a Sam's Club was opened like six blocks away from a Walmart and it's like slowly eat, being eaten up by the Walmart. Yeah. This case, this Walmart being HBO Max. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it also showing up on HBO Max is Doom Patrol season two. Also, and uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> and showing up on showing up in CW. <laughs> oh yeah. Thing. <laughs> oh fuck! I forgot about that shit. Yeah, yeah they're rewinding to see season one. Season one of Swamp Thing. Let's yeah. let's not hope yet. You yeah. know, let's, it didn't let's, get let's picked. Not... Up. It didn't get picked up for like extra seasons in CW. Yet. But it's gonna hopefully. be. But yeah, ho- yet hopefully. But uh, but it is getting it. They're they're airing the first season on CW, which. Could be a good sign, but also could be a bad sign for DC Universe because it kind of it kind of just seems to me that they're shopping away their properties now. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it makes total sense because no shows are being made right now. Yeah, like yeah. all the Arrowverse shows, everyone, no, all the fucking CW shows that were supposed to uh, debut they're in delayed. fall have been delayed to January. So it's kind of it's pretty good that they have a show like Swamp Thing, and I think they got a they got a they got a Kevin Williamson show from CBS All Access to premiere there as well. Look, I'm just waiting for the just for to the keep news headline. time, you know. For I'm just waiting for the news headline season. to tell me to tell me DC Universe is dead. All right, I'm <laughs> waiting for Swamp Thing to come back. I I, yeah. I hope I hope this would be something you know, hopefully given a good ratings boost in that uh, if, when they start showing those episodes that they can consider, if not a season two, you know, at least bringing back the character or some of those it's, characters into the other shows because it is technically connected <laughs> to the Arrowverse. I mean, technically, all the DC everything DC is connected. Remember the yeah, I know, but they they show Swamp Thing in Crisis, and I'm like, yeah. okay, cool, they yeah. remembered. You know, <laughs> he's he's sitting alone in the rain, all sad. But hey, they because the show got canceled. <laughs> yeah, the, the show fucking canceled. <laughs> uh, another yeah, that, show they were on. yeah, another show they were um they revealed is finally coming out is JG Quintel's Close Enough. It's the creator of Regular Show. This mm-hmm. is a show I've been waiting for for like years. It was supposed to debut on C- on TBS. But they just been pushing it back for so long. It, this is like JG's JG. This is JG Quinto's like step into uh, like into uh, mainstream adult uh, animated comedy. Yeah, which I mean, I'm very, I'm very, very excited about because re- I think regular, regular show. show oh, it's one sorry. of the best. It's, no, it was one of the be- one of the better shows to come out of Cartoon Network. Oh Both yeah, sides. no, definitely. I'm thinking that, like personally, I thought like regular show was subtlety, so, like subtle as an adult show but it looks like he's going full-on adult with this yeah. show and i'm very excited and I, also i did I, I genuinely did not know this um jg quinto well i well actually no now that i think about it i think you told me once he also created flapjack i didn't know that oh that's right i, I do forget flapjack. about that i just try to forget about flapjack i never i was never a fan oh my god i fucking love flapjack dude <laughs> Flapjack was just always uh, weird to me. It, to me, it was always like the, like uh, like a weird spiritual sequel to like Courage. Where yeah, it's just the very oddball like uh, horror kid show almost. It's weird. Yeah, no, it know. is straight up horror. Yeah, you know, it's just that the kid is with like he she li- he lives inside of a whale mom. 
Yeah. <laughs> fucking, what and was her name? Bubby? Knuckles. Knuckles. Knuckles, his drunk adoptive dad, who's not really, yeah. he's just a stranger that he met one day, and he just decided <laughs> to live with them. And he just, uh, he uses the, he uses him, he doesn't give a fuck about Flapjack. No, of he course he doesn't. Yeah, he just, he just objectifies he the fuck out of him. I love that. It's he so just funny. Need, he just needs a, he just needs somewhere to live. <laughs> yeah. And then you have um, Dr. Barber. Which is the best part? Oh yeah. my god, Doctor Barber, his fucking, his weird fucking <laughs> his wooden facial, teeth. His, his yeah, his his weird like face design, like all oh, wrinkles man. and the teeth. Yeah, it's <laughs> disgusting. Anyway, no, the, yeah. no, the, this new show really does look. It looks really, really good, and I think it's gonna be great. I'm yeah, very, I'm, very excited for it. I, I I can't wait to finally watch it. Um, yeah. there's a new Paper Mario game that just got like shadow dropped, not shadow dropped. It like announced shadow out dance. of nowhere yeah. in the middle of the week. Paper Mario, uh, the Origami King, coming out, like, in July? It okay, comes out in two okay. months. That sounds... I don't know why, but that's, that genuinely sounds like a Fire Emblem, like, title. <laughs> Did you it's see like the a, trailer it, for it, it? it? It's surprisingly a little dark. For, yeah, I know. For it's a, a very game. intense title. Yeah. The origami King. Like, Jesus, okay. <laughs> no, it, it's that, and it's, like, the opening... Like, what got me was just the opening moments of the trailer, where Mario... Paper Mario shows up into the castle, and... Peach has been transformed into an origami version of herself, and she's like, "Join us, join the collective, Mario, or die." And she fucking sends him to his death on a like on a trapdoor, through a trapdoor. Yeah, yeah. Man, (laughs) it's been a long day, Uh, but it looks really interesting. I've never been a fan of the Paper Mario games, but it looks something. It looks like something I could pop on my Switch and have a go at for a couple hours. It 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 looks fun. I mean, I, I, I kind of have the same opinion on Paper Mario. Like, I like Paper Mario a lot. I think the game... I, I think specifically, like, like gameplay-wise, I think that and, like, Galaxy are, like, some of the most, like, innovative in, like, the Mario franchise. Because I, I, I just love the style of Paper Mario. But, like, with Paper Mario, I got it years ago. I, the first time I got Paper Mario was for the Wii. Got it years ago. I played for, like, two days and just n- never picked it up again for some reason. Is it primarily an RPG? Because I know, uh, like, I know the early games were like very, at least a combat system, and it looks like in this one too, it, it looks like it's very RPG uh, focused. It's um, it, it's still very much a, uh, it's still very much like a, like a, you know, like a side scroller, like platformer. That's that, that's very much like you know, it, it's Mario, but yeah. there there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of uh, RPG elements towards it. Then, but again, you know, I, I got that game. When did that game come out? Came out. I got that game when I was oh my Jesus Christ, eight years old. <laughs> so God. yeah, it's been a long time since. The yeah, week. Jesus. So like, it, it's so like I, I from what I remember, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of the RPG element that like added towards it. Paper Mario is a very weird franchise. It is because it's not my favorite Mario, but it's one of the more interesting, you know, facets of Mario. You know what it is to me? It's like the lesser Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga games. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Because I used to love those games a lot on the GBA. I never got to play the 3DS ones, but I heard those are great. You said you never played Paper Mario like like the N64 or anything? I never played the N64 one because I I, I didn't have an N64. I think Mm. I had Thousand Year Door, that one for GameCube, and I played a little bit of that. I played a little bit of of uh super paper mario the one on the wii and i had yeah, one of one them on the 3ds and that's kind okay. of it okay this one looks more interesting no yeah than, than usual for me because i just I I, I I i like seeing a paper mario game again yeah 
I, I, I'm just glad. Uh, I, I always get a bit, like very happy when I see another like near dead Nintendo property get resurrected for the Switch. Oh yeah, wait till fucking Metroid comes back. Yeah, Hopefully. yeah, I was just thinking of that. When the fuck is that gonna happen? They they had that tease at the end of that trailer too with the Metroid mask, and I'm like, with the Metroid helmet, I'm thinking, oh, are we actually gonna get Prime Four like news this year? Is it is it even gonna be Prime Four? Well, I mean, yeah, hopefully. I, w- I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they just fucking do the whole that 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 really stupid uh, video game trends where they uh, they reboot the, they like air quotes reboot the the series. Oh, by just, just calling it Metroid Prime. Yeah, or just Metroid. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. Yeah. They kind of did that for that 3DS title that came yeah. up, Samus Samus Lives or something, or Samus Returns. I don't Similar fucking remember. Similar yeah, that was a cool yeah, game. Sa- I Samus like that Returns, one. Yeah, it was Samus Returns. Yeah, it was a it was a remake of the second game actually, from what I remember of Metroid Two. Yeah, yeah, that looked interesting. I'm excited to check that out. I'm happy mm. Nintendo's got more than. Well, I'm happy that Nintendo has an exclusive to actually show this year, which is nice. Yeah, you know? definitely. I feel bad for them because I I don't think they've really been able to recover well from this coronavirus uh, impact. No, because oh, like you mean they had the Japan? direct. They, yeah, they had the Nintendo Direct Mini, and it's like. It was just update for the most part. It was really just updates on a bunch of games that are already in part of their lineup. In terms of new games, this is really the only one that we know of, aside from, you know, Animal Crossing. It kind of seemed like like uh, I don't think Bayonetta is going to come out this year unless know, they actually talk about it. It kind of seemed like that, uh, like uh, th- that little like mini uh, that the mini uh, you know event. It was more like a, a, of a crowd con- control thing. You know, kind of like just give the impression like, hey, things are happening, you know, even though this coronavirus is still, you know, ravaging the the world. You yeah, know, still it, it was just it was just that report that came out afterwards that um, that came out from Eurogamer, I think, where they were talking about that there was no way they, uh, Nintendo was going to be able to do a proper direct in time for like June, like E3 time. How so, reliable is we got this covered? Yeah. Not, not completely. They're the people who I, I believed. They're, they're the people I <laughs> believed um, would have like Twin Peaks season four get announced quick. But I, that I'm still pretty hasn't sure I happened. saw. I'm pretty sure I saw a Baffleck article. Uh, a Baffleck article on there once. Oh, Ben Affleck's staying. You know. Oh uh, yeah, that or you know. Oh, the Snyderverse. Not Snyderverse. The Snyder, Snyder cut's cut. actually coming out. Apparently, Which, no, th- you know that's bullshit. That came from a fucking tweet. That that came from a tweet from a guy who supports the Snyder Cut. That's it. Didn't Embiid be a report on it or something? Yeah, but I, Embiid's like, I, I, he has some scoops. He has some scoops that don't land at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's like I'd say he's reliable, but he's not a hundred percent for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, ever since honestly the fall of the DCEU, like, <laughs> like I I, yeah. I really haven't seen that that guy like out there as much, you know, because like especially like 2015, 2014 time period, fucking El Mayambi was like all over like the nerd uh the nerd circle, you know. You want to know why? Because he was pushing heroic Hollywood, and then out of nowhere yeah. he just gets a job at the rap, or he yeah. created the I don't remember how the rap got created. But he just left that fucking website to just go over to the rap. No, and Heroic Hollywood <laughs> was his. <laughs> yeah. It was his website. And, and now Heroic Hollywood is Heroic Hollywood. It's I, I have them blocked. <laughs> it's a fu- yeah, it's a fucking cesspool, dude. I hate I fu- Heroic Hollywood. No, because it, it's because it, it's, it's the same it's the same type of Twitter account as uh as like comicbook.com. Yeah. Where yeah, it's yeah, just it's just clickbait articles 
back to back and then they just tweet out um robert patterson is batman in this crazy fan art like fuck no you. they don't say fan art they don't say fan art <laughs> look at robert pat this is what robert patterson looks like as batman could look like could and look it's like, like here's his boss logic art that you saw an hour ago on instagram no no no, no, like, no. Oh, here's this boss lo- <laughs> here's this boss logic art that you that you've seen six times an hour ago on instagram <laughs> yeah exactly the thing I, I hate more, com- if we're if we're comparing shit to shit, is like comic book and heroic Hollywood. The thing I don't like about heroic Hollywood more is that they 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 have stuff that is not explicitly an ad. Yeah. Yeah, like they they straight up you know hide the actual hide news. Yeah. They yeah. They they straight it. up hide actual like advertisements in their news articles, and I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. You yeah. Know? You know, so best best film uh, Twitter journalist film click uh film clickbait. He just looks at the articles and he tells you which is like if it's real oh, or clickbait? not. Film clickbait. Yeah, film clickbait. Yeah, he's my great. favorite. That's he's my great. favorite guy out there. Um, uh, yeah. Next thing on the docket. Oh, Gandhi's Popeye movie is actually back in development. I didn't yeah. expect to see this. Yeah. I'm okay. Um. I. I. I okay. <laughs> All right. I. I'm excited. Sure. I'm. You know, I'm very Gandhi, excited. Obviously. About this. I. I really fucking wish that this is. Uh. Why well, I. I. I, I I'd hope it this is like 2D. I don't think it's gonna be, but I think a a cool 2D Popeye would be fucking sick. Especially it like would have been cool. One. But I'm okay with like the 3D stuff that he made. Yeah, it's not bad. Like you, you've seen the test reel footage, right, for this Popeye movie? Yeah, that came out years ago. Yeah, like yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's gonna stay the same. You know, it's gonna still have that same visual style. God, I in, remember in when that. Format. I'm okay I, with that to be honest. I remember when that footage dropped. It was like years, years ago. I think I, I think I remember hearing about it back when uh, I used to, when pretty much it was still a podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, so, no, so a long fucking ago, yeah. fat minute ago. Yeah. You want you want to know how long ago it was? It was before Samurai Jack came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's long, been a long, long time. time. I did not expect this movie to actually come back into development. But hey, Gendy, Gendy kind of came back. He, he kind of had a bit of a resurgence again with this and Primal, with with Samurai Jack and Primal and the Hotel Transylvania movies. I'm pretty happy about it. I wouldn't yeah. say he's had a comeback. I he, he's been very consistent. He 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 because like for the most part for for a while he's. Been I guess I guess in the I guess in the general movies. view, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he's more uh, he's more in the public eye now. Yeah, especially after after Samurai Jack because that was huge. Yeah, and they're still oh, doing Samurai Jack stuff. Like fuck, that game is the still. Game. I think that game is supposed to come out next month too. <laughs> is it? God, I think so. No, that didn't get delayed. I, I'm still seeing ads for it and everything. It yeah. shouldn't get delayed. Yeah, it it looks like they it looks like they made that pretty quickly. So yeah, I would be like, surprised if they delayed it. <laughs> but hey, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, also, really interesting. He doesn't have in in that uh, in that little footage. He doesn't have tattoos and he doesn't have a uh, tobacco. Yeah, no, that pisses me off. I kind of want him to have a tattoo. Like, yeah. I, I if you're gonna go Popeye, you might as well go with like culturally insensitive. Nah, <laughs> no, if you're if you're gonna do Popeye, just fucking go boss the wall. You know. Fucking. Yeah, exactly. You know. I want to see I him. Don't know. With the, with I I used to watch Popeye a lot as a kid. I don't think Popeye was culturally insensitive. I would get creeped out a little bit when Bluto would beat up like uh, olive oil, but that was it. Yeah. You know, Popeye would beat the shit out of Bluto, and that's it. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, you also have to recognize the fact that you know that show came in, came out in a time where oh we, yeah, when where, everything where, was racist back any, then. Well, yeah, <laughs> where where women and black people weren't thing were, were only things, you know. <laughs> yeah, <God. laughs> so yeah, like, fucking a. Dude. Yeah. 
you know um fucking yeah. right, you've seen uh this is really quick before we continue but uh you've seen before how like warner brothers uh for all their older uh, looney tunes uh, they put the disclaimer right right before the cartoons you're never about under- that? yeah i never understood why disney never took that approach no they do they do do that actually for they disney do. plus okay yeah okay yeah because there's a bunch of racist shit from goofy and uh daffy uh not daffy duck donald duck cartoons there's a bunch of racist goofy and donald uh cartoons from uh, that are on disney plus and they put the disclaimer on the front the right before every short saying hi back then uh this These was accepted yeah. Th- this was accepted back then it's not now but hey you could watch it you can't just watch but you can't watch song of the south I don't know. Disney is just the kind. Of, yeah. Disney is just like has always been known to just like kind of uh, be the strict parent over over their properties, you know. Yeah, and like a, and, a lot, and like like for a lot of years, like they they like choose to almost like ignore like the fucked up shit that you know back then. The thing is, I'm kind of just, especially when it comes to Disney Plus, I'm really like annoyed of the way they they approach censoring and and addressing these issues because the things with the cartoons i i understand i i think i support it 100 percent i'm okay with never seeing song of the south because i don't want to watch a racist ass movie and i i don't give a fuck about it to be honest like that that's just but that's a personal preference but i have a problem with like you know that movie splash with tom hanks and daryl hannah and just putting a bunch of hair just to cover daryl hannah's ass at the end of that movie like that's just kind of stupid like why it's just an ass it's a butt i have it, it. you have it it's <laughs> just like it, it, they're very protective over like their properties especially like with shit you know back then well properties that they could buy because that wasn't theirs that was a fox well movie. the properties they have yeah the properties yeah. they currently have yeah the mouse the, the mouse has a mind of its own at the end of the day but yeah, yeah whatever um this is a quick one but two comedy legends died this year mm-hmm. no this week within the same week and it's it's a shame that uh, that's uh, happened at this point and it 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 like we i wouldn't have gone forward with the show without addressing it but yeah fred willard and jerry stiller died this weekend well this week actually yeah jerry stiller ben stiller's dad started in um i think he broke out in seinfeld but he started in a bunch of other stuff as well fred willard he was an anchorman he was he's more Not notably he's he's notably he's more popularly known as the as the uh the white teacher who says the n-word on the boondocks episode dude, dude so fucking funny <laughs> the behind the scene videos <laughs> of him just sitting down he just felt, screaming, uh, I felt, he felt so uncomfortable N-bombs. it's yeah. hilarious that's so God, fucking man. funny jesus oh, man nah, it was so crazy he, he uh, aside from that he was a really really funny act both of them were really really funny actors oh yeah jerry jerry stiller also the I'm best sorry, part of the king of queens as well yeah that's right he was the right. dad on queen of queens i wasn't uh, I, I wasn't a king big king i wasn't a big king of queens guy but i always thought that he he was just like he would crack me the fuck up in seinfeld He's oh so yeah, funny. No, yeah. Oh, he was he was george's dad and he was just he just acts the way he was it was really fun uh, my my favorite bit from my favorite like one of my favorite roles from him was uh in the first zoolander movie when he plays one of the fashion designers i think he's like zoolander's manager but it's just like a really <laughs> like it's got, like it's like a metrosexual dressed um uh uh jerry stiller because he's very fashionable but it's you can tell it's jerry stiller it's like this old <laughs> dude going up to ben stiller but he's wearing like uh makeup and like really flashy clothing and i find that really funny no no it's it sucks but you know yeah move on you know yeah we gotta we always gotta always gotta move on and their work uh their work will live on two great legends oh definitely fucking yeah 
it's wild but hey. this, this is one that is kind of connected to the other uh topic i'll talk um that we're going to talk about but mk11 aftermath got announced it's the next dlc pack for the game which is actually campaign content alongside three new characters and yeah. like stage fatalities and new stages yeah we got my mother we got my boy fucking peter weller fucking dude fucking <sighs> dropping Robocop. the fucking Bars. Robocop, Fujin, <laughs> and Shiva are in are are part of this pack, but they did you see that recent um, gameplay trailer that just showcased the yeah. move set for all three of them? Yeah. Okay. He Fucking looks Robocop. He looks... looks so he he his model looks great. He looks cr- he looks very chromy and shiny and uh, as as Robocop as he could be. But my God, it really did felt like. Paul Verhoeven made a video game for a second because you have Ed yeah. showing up blasting the shit out of Johnny Cage. You have hit, like RoboCop's really like a awkwardly long Dude, dagger coming out of his fist, just, just stabbing just, your guts out. He just out. keeps shooting he him. Shoots you in the, in the just dick. Keeps shooting him. Does not stop. <laughs> God, you know I I've never felt bad for Joker in a piece of media before, <laughs> but it was really uncomfortable seeing him get stabbed in the neck and then getting his basically becoming Peter Weller at the beginning of RoboCop. What looked like one of those fatalities from him. It's I I I, I, my God, I'm very excited. What got me more excited than anything was his voice because like seeing RoboCop, like because RoboCop is just like so ingrained into my mind. Like he he's just a part of like just culture in my opinion. Uh, Oh, did you not want uh, uh, this guy's RoboCop from the remake? I forgot his name. Joe Kinnaman's RoboCop. I I heard heard, that uh, movie's not bad. (laughs) I yeah, Michael Keaton and Jay Baruchel. I think they just made he, RoboCop. Hearing his voice was just yeah. fucking so sick. Like it, like, it really did something yeah, I, so fucking cool. Yeah. When they when they showed it in the reveal trailer, I thought it was really. It was so. They just pulled out the, the sniper. Because like I'm I'm okay with him not saying like dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. That feels painfully obvious. But it's like freeze, dirtbag. Dirt I love that shit. It just sounded so yeah, good. I love it. <laughs> Proceeds to stab you like sixty fucking times. Like it, it really feels brutal. And I'm very excited to see, like, I'm very excited to play him. I haven't been able to, it's been a while since I popped um, MK11 back up. I haven't been able to play a spawn I'm, yet or anything. Or uh, any of the other new characters. MK11 is on from Joker. Xbox Game Pass. Yes. Oh, for real? Oh, that's a good way to, yeah, that's a mm-hmm. that's a good uh, reason to buy right now. The, I've been hearing complaints about it. Uh, I've been hearing complaints about the, the this expansion pack being, you know, overpriced. Because... Alone, if you already have the game and you don't have mm-hmm. this, it's $40. If you don't have the game and you don't have that, it's $60, which I think is a pretty good price for somebody who hasn't bought the game. But it's like, I, I kind of feel that with this. Because I, I think if they... I think if they didn't put it... I'm of I'm two minds of this. I think if they didn't put the campaign uh, expansion following Shang Tsung and some of the other characters after the ending of that game... Uh, if they didn't put this into this combat pack, into this um, content, I think it Wait, should correct, have gone for correction, cheaper. Correction, MKX you know? is on Game Pass, not MK11, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, I think it, mm-hmm. I think $40 is a bit too much, but then again, it sounds like they're putting in a lot. You know, especially if they're man, putting 40, in more campaign stuff. I mean, stuff that's more than there. half of the actual game, you know? 40 is a lot, yeah. That's the thing, you know. Yeah, no, that that's the other thing. Yeah, like that's why I'm so conflicted about it. You know, I'm gonna probably, for, to be honest, I'm think I'm gonna just wait until there's a 
there's a there's a deal that comes off because there's always a deal in in PSN like a month or so I'm, after it comes out or when some big announcement from NetherRealm or Warner Brothers comes out and they do I, like some sale. So I'll, I'll probably just wait for that really. But I'm very excited to I see I always what end up just like happen. uh just playing like the Mortal Kombat games like fucking 3 years after release. It's like, "Hey, yeah, MKX is pretty good." <laughs> that w- that was me. I think that was me for okay, no, that was me for this game actually, because I reserved my copy in April of that year when it came out, and I got it in December. But I didn't even buy it from. Uh, no, did I did MK buy it from that game. Did GameStop. MK11 not come out last year? Yeah. Wasn't. Oh, MK11 okay. came out last year, yeah, or two years ago? Was it or two, two years, years ago? ago? No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. It was say. last year. It was last. Year. Yeah, because Spawn yeah. came out this year. Because Spawn came oh, out came this out, year. Came and out was, exactly year. the ago. end of the first combat pack. March 2019. March 2019. May 17th. About a year Oh, March ago, of 2019. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm like, fuck, no, that a was a game, May I game? Bet, no. I, didn't, I, I didn't think it was. Yeah. Exciting. Right, Exciting. Yeah. But, yeah, um, 40 bucks. Tying in with this is the stuff coming out of Evo, which is interesting, to say the least. So, Evo, Evo the physical video uh, fighting video game uh, tournament in Las Vegas has been canceled, but they're going into an online component this year. And with that, they're basically making the entirety of the, uh, the entire month of July and the first week of August. Um, all, all those weekends are basically going to be a part of yeah, Evo it's, Online. It's July 31st. They're online it's July 31st to August tournament. 2nd. No, 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 no. no. Mm. That's, that's the last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts July, whatever the first Saturday of July is. And it's are you be sure? Every weekend, um, are, spread out. Are you yeah. sure? Oh no, because yeah. it says here on Google, uh, Evo begins July thirty first, ends on August second. So, okay, okay, okay. No, no, that was the old one. That was that's the old. That was the old time frame for that. Yeah. They so. Okay. They're still going to have the games that were originally going to be the big competition, um, the the mainline games, to compete for. That being Tekken Seven, Street Fighter Five. Uh, uh, Soul Calibur 6, everything except Smash Brothers, Smash mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ultimate. And here's the thing, regardless of, uh, either way you stretch it, all of the main games that were going to be in that, uh, it, that, that were in that original roster for EVO this year have terrible online. Smash itself has gotten so bad that there's been a fucking online campaign Hashtag save smash online. I mean, there's, a, there, there's always a petition. Um, going. <laughs> no, I know, but it's it's gotten really, really bad. Like it was, it, it made a lot of people worry when when they said it was uh, when Evil was canceled and they were going online because people were still thinking if Smash is going, is still going forward. There's a possibility that, and this has happened before, mind you, that people are just going to drop out of the match and a bot is going to replace them in the middle of the match possibly win over the com- the other competitor and but. win that tournament <laughs> like a robot an actual robot would actually win <laughs> evo if that were the case if smash was still going on um in in regards to the other games they all have really shitty netcode because they don't have uh they don't have rollback or they have a really shitty form of rollback and in terms of this they decided to announce for uh four actual tournaments on other games that actually have rollback uh, netcode and and or an actual really um, really stable sense of netcode, that being Aftermath. Mortal Kombat 11 um, Aftermath, uh, them's fighting herds, a 2D fighter where you get to fight as cows. Or is it? But it looks it's also funny, what Killer Instinct and Skogos 
second encore, right? Killer Instincts and Sto- uh, Skullgirls Second Encore. Skullgirls yeah. finally made it into Evo. It took a fucking pandemic yeah, I was to about, get uh, Skullgirls into Evo. I was about to say. But they did it. <laughs> is, 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 it hasn't been in Evo before, has it? It never... I don't think it ever was. Yeah. And and th- there's been like... Like mainline um, uh, voices of that of the fighting game community scene tr- pushing, uh, pushing Skullgirls for Evo every single year. That game is... That game's not a like a decade old, but it's it has some years on them, and but it's consistently one of the more um, uh, core classic co- consistent consistent games in the fighting game community because they're they keep updating their netcode and their uh, their netcode is just it, it gets better with time and they keep adding more you know texture packs and stuff like that to their characters and it has a really strong following. So not having them into Evo every year up to this point was like just making people upset because it's a genuinely good game that has a really good audience. Same with uh this killer with Killer Instinct for Xbox yeah, One like years classic. ago. Yeah, yeah, and I'm very very excited to see that these four games are actually getting the limelight, you know, um, recognition now and actually being they're actually <laughs> being considered the actual you know games the, in competition. Fuck because, the like, biggest as much as, the biggest fighting but, game no, but, ever right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the yes fuck it because they the thing is they can't they don't have good uh, uh they don't have good online no yeah their N- online Ninten- is horrible Nintendo I, I, Genity, I, i'm speaking that personally i haven't had a good Nintendo experience has no grasp on, on online play you know what it is that like the only way you could talk to people online is through a fucking phone app it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, like they it's didn't ridiculous. know Discord existed. Like it, it, like they thought they were going to take over Discord from fucking Nintendo Online. Like I, I found that so ridiculous. And, and but I, I would, I shouldn't put the blame all on Nintendo themselves because fucking Capcom of all people, you have Street Fighter Five, who a fan modded the netcode and made it better, and you decided to put out a new update, taking away that netcode. Or making that uh, netcode irrelevant and going back to your shitty yeah, one. Yeah, I fighting. You know, like the the crown jewel of fighting game developers, and they still don't have a good decent netcode with their yeah, mainline fighting title. game. Fighting, you know. Same with Arxis with some of fighting these. Fighting game fans are really weird, uh, you know? dedicated. More dedicated, more dedicated than most fans, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, and the and the problem is, you know, like this should be a this should genuinely be a, an important topic when you're making a fighting game at this day and age because it's not like people yeah. have arcades it's not like people always have these tournaments around uh, to go in people play online all the fucking time if the online's not going to be good there's I mean, no I'd ar- reason to play i don't know i'd, ar- I, I'd argue know? the fighting game scene uh, especially like local it's always like alive because there's always like like for example there's always competitions especially like around our area for smash mk uh, yeah you know? but the, yeah, but that's yeah. local that's the thing you know when we're talking international you know, if you want to play, if you want to play against like some of the top competitors around the world, that's that's almost impossible yeah. to do. You know, if you don't have a good um, net, uh, if yeah. you don't have good netcode in your game, it, it's I, I just find it ridiculous that you know it's gotten to this point where you know people where like developers still yeah, haven't need, yeah. realized that they need to step over up. all these years. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's it, weird. It, competition yeah. like fight, fighting game competition is arguably what's what keeps fighting games alive. You know. And what keeps all the? Well, why do you think melee has yeah. never like gone out of gone out of uh, uh out of the limelight? It's still relevant today, you know. I, I, yeah, it's a very dedicated fan base. It's just that you know, it's very. It takes time 
for developers to actually yeah. listen to fans yeah. when it comes to stuff like this, you know? Because I know, um, I know that Guilty Gear game that was also made by Arxis, the people behind Dragon Ball and um, and uh, that mm-hmm. Grand Blue Fantasy game that's also part of this lineup. That I, I know that they were going to do rollback in um, in their newest game, and it got delayed to next year. So they are listening to a point, you know. Let's hope by the time July comes around, they, they do an update. You know, most or all these developers do an update to have a good, stable, you know, online looking at you, Nintendo their games because it's just. <laughs> It's a shame. Yeah, no, I, I'm specifically looking at Nintendo. It really does piss me off that, like, damn of all people. They lost a crown jewel, and yeah. Mortal Kombat took it back. <laughs> like, that's how fucking embarrassing it is. And you know what? Technically, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is technically still part of that lineup. It's really weird. Because that announcement video, they don't show the logo. They don't show the Marvel logo. But they're still saying that that tournament is still going on. They just call it the Tournament of Champions, but they don't explicitly say that Marvel's still going on. So a game that doesn't even have online that you could only they're play on work. a Sega Dreamcast, <laughs> like <laughs> they're making it work compared yeah. to Nintendo today, it's ridiculous. But hey, I'm I'm very excited regardless to see. Like I'm very uh, excited. I don't to see really keep up with Evo, but uh, watching the clips on YouTube, like uh, uh, the days during Evo's going on, you know where there's you know there's always people just like clipping the highlights on YouTube. It's, it's it's the most it's the most fun yeah. part uh for evo uh it's the most part uh, god i can't fucking speak it's the most fun part of evo for me yeah no I, um yeah yeah no it's 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 really fun i i kind of i'm kind of upset by the fact that they're not going to do a physical uh that they're that they canceled the event because i still kind of want to see people getting salty on on live tell on live I mean, uh, broadcast because i just find it so funny no but like i i know but it was just it, it still makes me really funny um it still makes me laugh whenever that one game was that other arxis game Which that one? came out a few years ago some guy some guy decided to just like delete the application from the ps4 that they were using on that one game <laughs> and i'm like that's <laughs> fucking scrub so petty. i love it but okay, uh, next thing on the docket, Unreal Engine Five got announced, and it was revealed for in a PS5 um, tech so ba- demo. Yeah, ba- the Unreal Engine footage that they, that that they uh, that they showed, uh, it is ba- you're basically looking at the PS5. You're you're basically looking at uh yeah at, at uh what what we're dealing with in terms of Sony's uh Sony's side of the coin, and not only that, obviously the Unreal Engine, which looks insane. Yeah, it looks no, it looks, looks really good. Incredible. I I think, I think above all else, I think this is a very good publicity um, take for like Sony for like the PlayStation Five in general, because this this is something. Even though ob- it's obvious that Unreal Engine Five is going to be implemented into the other into the other um, next gen consoles, like it's still going to be a part of Xbox Series X. But I think it's really cool that they went out. And explicitly said that they created this just for the PlayStation Five to show you that this is what games can look like and how this is how they can be yeah, powered like, on this console. I think that's a really good publicity. I'm literally um, looking at the at the footage right now and it's insane. Especially playing it on like on 4K. I have yeah. a, I have a MacBook. It looks fucking crazy. Like it's apparently that's, yeah yeah that, that's all. No, but apparently it's, no it's a playable demo in between. Hello. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I was listening. I was just drinking water. Yeah, I, I'm. I, that's. It sounds super interesting, and I'm. I. It makes me more. It actually makes me I excited mean, for the yeah, PS5 yeah. now. 
you know i was excited for it before but like i'm genuinely excited to see yeah. what's no, no, gonna show off no definitely in the coming uh, weeks. and like, the, like because of especially like uh with xbox kind of they've kind of been taking the uh they've taken uh almost like the uh uh well they, they've yeah, been taking yeah, they, the the wheel they're taking, they've, they've taken the wheel and like they, they've kind of they've kind of had the upper hand on sony in terms of marketing so this is really big for them you know we're finally we're we're we're, we're finally getting yeah. like the first like you know big steps to well the first you know big uh big uh little cogs to towards you know the lead up of the ps5 so it's uh it's exciting uh speaking yeah. of ps5 yeah. It's a limp upper hand, but speaking of PS5, was, we got a Ghost of Tsushima yeah. uh, footage. We got about what eighteen minutes of it. That's how much that forty. Forty-eight. It was a it was a forty-eight minute uh, minutes, state Jesus of play Christ. presentation they had on <laughs> Thursday. No, I think I think the trailer, okay. the gameplay footage was eighteen minutes, but it was like a it was a basic tutorial about how the game works and what uh, all the sorts of customization uh, that you can do. First big thing that I obviously yeah. am going to give props for that uh, it 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 definitely. It, oh, the yeah, mode. In, okay, the, yeah, just that. Yeah. I just that. I heard that. I heard, that's what made me want to buy I, it. That's exactly the all, only reason why I, I want to buy it now. Hello, like cinephiles, just go ah, like <laughs> just go, just kind of go crazy because I went <laughs> fucking nuts when I saw that. It looks insane. Um, For those of you who don't know, um, the 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 new uh, PlayStation Four exclusive developed by Sucker Punch, the people behind Infamous. There's a mode that they have in this game where it's basically it's black and white. You have the option to make the game completely grainy black film. and white and um like a in grainy film format. I think widescreen as well, mm-hmm. like the black bars. Or was uh, that just the presentation? Was um, that just I, the, I, was I, that I just the video? Okay, and basically make it look like you're watching an old school samurai Kurosawa movie. Alongside the, the fact that you could make the all the audio which, into Japanese which, uh, instead of English, which obviously that's on, which well, obviously cooler. that's awesome. But uh, the other mode that I fucking cannot wait for is the this new fucking high tech, beautiful theater mode they have going on, which I can't be more excited for yeah. because Jesus Christ! Like one of my favorite parts about one of my favorite parts from Spider Man PS4 was the camera mode. Because, like, you know, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to direct a Spider-Man movie. Guess what else I've always wanted to direct? A samurai movie. So, you know? <laughs> yeah. It wor- yeah. It, every- it all works out. I'm going to be honest. It's really interesting how in this current gen, photo mode has been one of the best things about no, yeah. like, games in general. Because you have those two. You have God of War that has its photo mode. And they ha- that-, that was a fun time for me to uh, play around with whenever I was going through that. And, the Spider-Man uh, was one was huge, dude. That was and huge. You, the Spider-Man one was really fun because of all the filters you could make and make uh, and like you you just basically had free reign of the camera, so you could just kind of play with uh, shots different, and make it different look poses. Super, super you have like different filters. So you could fun. change the uh, you could change the um... you could have Spider yeah. uh, Spider-Man do a selfie yeah, ch- every single time. <laughs> you can like, like I did a, for a lot. Of you it. can uh, mess with the. Uh, you can mess with the focus of it, and you can do a lot of stuff with it. And uh, with uh, with Ghost of Tsushima, I can't I can't even begin to fucking imagine the, the crazy crazy fucking visuals that we're gonna see. Not only that, uh, the game the game itself, the gameplay From- reminds me a lot of Shadow of Mordor. That's the big big uh, that's the big uh, comparison I can give. It looks very much like, like I, Shadow I of thinking, Mordor and like Skyrim. I was thinking like kind of. yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking Assassin's Creed. For me, but yeah, it's been. I, I could agree with the Shadow Mortar thing. It's wow, it's been a while since I played that game. 
But yeah, you basically have the option of going full stealth in combat or just going full as on guns, gu- guns blazing. Frank from always from Always Sunny, just going crazy uh, as a samurai. Uh, the the as ghost. The ghost. Uh, I, I like that they uh, they're obviously you know messing with uh, themes like identity and duality and shit. And obviously you know the ghost being kind of like the kind of like the darker devil on the shoulder. You know he he's messier in combat. He's uh he's less honor he's less honorable than a samurai would be. Uh, I like that they make those distinctions. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, it's a very know. superhero trope <laughs> to do over a family. No, yeah, it, dude, I'm, I, I, I'm I'm so fucking hyped, and the customization looks great too. Uh, I I love like all the. You can pet the dog. You can pet the dog. <laughs> well, which is there's great. a there's a horse, so <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that and like you know, yeah. g- game mechanics aside, uh, fucking the graphics are insane. They're fucking insane. It's beautiful. I'm I'm very excited now after the state of play to check this game out. I wasn't beforehand like I was. I thought the game looked cool, and I thought it was like it was gonna be something that would be you know interesting. Well, at we least, only had CGI best, up until like that a point, good time yeah. to play this. L- yeah, so like I'm I'm I am genuinely excited to see more of this game and I'm probably going to pick it up when this comes out cuz it it looks it looks more interesting to me right now it looks more interesting than it did so, like a, a month I, ago. Uh, it's I, I've always felt this uh Xbox needs to step up when it comes to exclusives on their platform because that's always been the reason. That's always been like the deciding factor between like a PlayStation or an Xbox. Like, you know, yeah, like what, what would that you really rather play? Sure. What was the sun? What was the sun, Sunshine Overdrive? Was that uh, was that what it was called? I okay, but no, that's the no. thing. I really okay. wanted you, to play. Right, Sunset but think about it. You gotta play Sunset Overdrive yeah. or The Last of Us. You know, like <laughs> that's the thing. Well, I mean, yeah. Did was that a launch title? Was remastered a launch uh, title for the PS4? I don't think so. I can't I even don't remember. Think so. But it, but it, it, I think GTA Five probably. But I already had GTA Five yeah. for the PS3. That wasn't what was interesting me. Yeah, I had a PS4 late in the game. I think I didn't get it at launch when it came to the console wars. Like I was, but yeah. If if you were to give me that question, it's like okay, Halo Gears versus Spider Man, Kojima, uh, Naughty Naughty Dog, Avengers, not nah, Avengers, Naughty Dog, anything from Naughty Dog. In general, fucking, in um, general, they just have better exclusives. Now, so you know? he's always had that and like they do xbox needs to step it up yeah. final fantasy yeah definitely. i fucking forgot about that too uh, yeah what am i gonna, i'm gonna pick halo over final fantasy 7 remake a game that nobody thought was actually gonna be made uh, at this point well yeah <laughs> yeah halo halo yeah. has no, i mean for me while, yeah. So yeah yeah um but uh yeah i yeah. mean like okay since we're already like on playstation i guess i'll uh like i'll talk about uh xbox and like one of like the big things when it when it comes to like what I'm going to choose, you know, eventually I'm going to get a gaming PC. That's that that is my decision. But I will eventually, you know, want to get a uh, you know a dedicated console and um, Xbox. Uh, lately, I've been playing a lot of Xbox games. I've been playing a lot of the classic Call of Duties, and uh, their backwards uh-huh. compatibility is insane. It, um, literally, I started playing Black Ops Two. Uh, off my old Xbox 360 uh, disc, it's just straight into the Xbox One, and I'm just playing. I was playing Black Ops 2 again. I was playing the multiplayer, like zombies, and 
it's it's impressive. Like I, I think like a a lot of what Microsoft Microsoft has now, in terms of just like their UI, their content, you know, Game Pass, that's that that's their biggest draw. But when it comes down to it, exclusives are the you know biggest deciding factor. You know, and like that that's that that it like unfortunately yeah. I feel like that's just where where you know these decisions are gonna you know where that where these decisions will lie. You know. Well, I mean, that being said, I do think backwards compatibility is very important. Because, like, you know, if if Mark Cerny didn't have that reveal about PlayStation 4 games being backwards compatible with uh, the PlayStation 5, I would have been upset by that. Because I have a modest library of PS4 games, and I would still like to play them again if I have to. Or if I want to. You know? Yeah. Like, I have a shitload of PS3 games that I can never play again unless I, you know, plug in my PS3. See, yeah, th- that, have, that's where Microsoft that, has, you know? ha- like, has Sony by the neck because I have, like, you know those old, like, uh, disc cases where it's just a bunch of discs, like, in a little pouch? I have a, I have a, I have one of yes. those disc cases, like, just filled with fucking old Xbox 360 games. And, and I, I, ne- mind you, I've never tried this before and I've had an Xbox One in my house for years. I um I I could literally just pop in whatever game I want and just play like it was normal and it runs smooth. Like Black Ops Two runs fucking beautifully. Like it's kind of crazy. It's like a game that came out yesterday, you know. Wait, but but question to that: Does it still save your progression, um, or are you back to the? I beginning? mean, in turn, I mean, does like, not... what do you mean, like your campaign? Like, like when it. Yeah, like, like, does it does it transfer your no, save file over to your not. Xbox One? It doesn't, but Xbox, but yeah. but oh, okay. like, I, I'm still like, I'm still my my multiplayer rank in, uh, I'm still my multiplayer rank in Black Ops Two. You know, I'm, uh, you can still play online multiplayer, and um, surprisingly, like, also it keeps your online yeah. progression, but now your yeah your because story the story progression, progression is, the story progression. Remember, it's like physically on the uh, on the drive, you know, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, on I the still drive have itself. That's true. Uh, I thought I thought like, the online would be. I as still well, have my old 360. Like was. it's unplugged and it's like it's unplugged and it's like on a shelf, and my the hard drive is there, but yeah. I, you know, never gonna touch it again. But but that's that's something yeah. that Sony. I I feel if Sony really wants to succeed this next generation, they have to put an emphasis on, you know, their backwards compatibility, which they already have, which is great, you know, but. That's something that that's something that a lot of people will you know take into consideration because you know hey if I could imagine imagine the world where imagine a world where PlayStation still wasn't doing the backwards compatibility you know that's so many so many people yeah no yeah, I think yeah. they'd be falling so, behind so many people like get Xbox yeah. specifically just so they could you know continue playing their lineup of games and yeah. The, you know the weird thing is for me when it when it comes to Sony when it comes to PlayStations in general it's like because I've had that same situation too I literally have um, a a box full of PlayStation three games that I haven't touched in years alongside like a little pamphlet of some PS two games that I had mm-hmm. from my dad's house years ago and the only way I could play them is if I a get my PS two or PS three booted up on my TV. Which I don't think I can do for my PS2. I can try to do it. I could do it for my PS3, but I don't. I don't have the. I don't have yeah. anything to plug in my PS2. Or if I could buy, like the only way, the other way I could play those games is if I buy them yeah. off the PlayStation Store. So, not even some all of them. Of them. Yeah, Mo- yeah. Like at some of them, you know. 
Like I, I, jet, I do have a copy of Marvel vs. Capcom 2, but it's stuck in yeah, the hard drive of my PS3, and that's the only that's the only way I could play it. You still have your There's PS3? There's no other way I could do that. You know, hmm. I still have my PS3. Yeah, yeah. So technically, I could it, play Marvel 2 on Evo. Don't but get rid of I, it. I, I, I choose it. not to. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I choose not. I, I choose not to just for plain laziness because I, I don't want to plug in a uh, PlayStation I know, I, 3. I don't know. When the PS4 right now, came out, yeah. I made I made the executive decision to make sure I never get rid of my Xbox 360. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the thing is, I don't have the equipment to plug in my... Like, I don't I, I don't have... I can't you turn physically on the PS2. Can't. You physically like, can't. I can't turn on my <laughs> PS2. Yeah, I don't have yeah. the I don't have the cable to connect it <laughs> to turn it on. And my PS3, I have it there. I have the HDMI cable and everything set up. Because yeah, why would you? To. It's fucking yeah. PlayStation, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I want to play new, not but, old. But you know? having, the, but having but like, that option there is you know? insanely important. Yeah. That that is the thing. At the end of the day, democ- yeah. democracy always wins, and having autonomy over your you know possessions is important. I mean, I'm gonna and be completely you, honest. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. If Sony would have kept kept up the their backwards compatibility ignorance up until this new generation coming up, I, I probably would have stayed with Xbox. I I probably would have sided with Xbox as well because it's like. I have so many of these games collecting dust. There's no reason for me to, you know, keep getting new ones unless they're very, very good yeah. and I want to play them, you know. But if there's games on the PS4, hypothetically speaking, if there were games on this PlayStation console that weren't good, you know, I'd basically be losing money. Yeah. I'd be losing time and money on, on something that I could, you know, mm-hmm. actually be playing if Definitely. I want to be playing them. Yeah, that... That's been an interesting talk on uh, backwards compatibility because I I have felt that for a long time. As, you know, I, more so with like Nintendo games because I miss the Virtual Console a lot. I think that was one of the best things. That's yeah. one of the biggest like fuck ups that they made as a company I, 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 not bringing Nintendo that back. Nintendo and backwards compatibility is so weird. It's so weird because they're pretty good with it. Like for the most part, it they is. are pretty good with it, I guess. But like, it, it's just I wouldn't say they're consistent with it. You know. Well, I mean, and there go, and you have that, and then the general discussion of emulators and how, like, you know, you literally cannot play this game without, you know, yeah. downloading it on your PC, even though it is illegal. There is just the thing is, there's yeah, just, I mean, just no and, way to play. Know, it, hey, and, and like for example, like uh, for example, one of the first games I've like I played on an emulator was uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, at the time, there wasn't like for me at least at the time there was no way for me to play. You know, I didn't have it. Or, you know, um, I. I I don't think I I don't think the HD collection was out at the time, so you know I kind of paid for it. And if yeah. you already paid for it before, you know if you, why are you gonna pay for the same copy again? You know, the, the, it's just it's just uh, yeah. That's, I, it's, I, just, uh, it's just a matter of just uh again. This also relates to like like also like film piracy in general. It's just companies need to make things accessible yeah. in order to combat you know emulation or piracy. You know. Because I promise you, if you were, if you were, let's say, to release the entire fucking, I don't know, the entire SNES lineup on on Switch, you know, it's the entire thing. You know, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get more people probably buying a Switch because it's just way easier than downloading the fucking thing onto your computer, doing all this shit. You know. Yeah. So. The thing is, I the thing that I kind of support emulators with at this at this current time. Is that there are games that you yeah. literally cannot get back. That is the problem. Like if you have the SNES copy of it, that's perfect. 
there's no way anybody else can actually put it and reissue it on any other modern system. You know, for, in some cases. Like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of one. Not DuckTales. Not DuckTales. That's a, that, I was, that's, I'm thinking of another game. There, But there have been games where they only came out on this one console. I'm, th- I'm thinking, like, lower-tier games. Like, stuff that isn't made sure, by, yeah. like, AAA developers or something like AD. that. You know, or at least at the time. There are games that, like, came out, had a big following, but only exclusively to that console. You know? And they don't have any backup files or any... Like, that company's probably done with and... Um, or probably been bought out by another company. Or And those files, to actually bring back a game and put it into modern systems, is probably mm-hmm. either deleted or gone. Or, like, lost in a, a, a sea of other files out there you know it's it it it, 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 it's in that case that i kind of support uh emulation a little bit because you have that chance to actually play those games you know but yeah i i do stand with you on that because it is a form of privacy Mm -hmm. piracy at the end of the day and if they just made them more available it would be easier for people to actually play them and you know let people be resorting to piracy but Mm -hmm. eh whatever i don't know, <laughs> I, I don't know. in the end of the day i yeah. feel like a lot a lot of the issues with with a lot of the uh the conversation with piracy like the issue to me just stems at the studio level so you know make more money y'all go make fucking old things accessible yeah. and you'll see you'll make pretty pennies at the end of the day <laughs> capitalism Capital, capitalism cool, some though. capitalism <laughs> sometimes it kind of sucks but for the most part it's pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, what are you gonna be, Cuba? Um, That's it. <laughs> uh, speaking of what, Cuba? I, I hey, no way to transition into this. Uh, Tony oh, Hawk's coming back. Music, right, Tony Hawk. Yeah, Pro Skater One and Two. Uh, oh shit! Could, yeah, oh, I thought we were gonna leave that for last. Yeah, Tony, Tony Hawk. No, we're going back. Okay. Fuck it. No, fuck okay. it. Well, Tony can wait. Well, Pro, Sk- wait Pro Skater One and Two remasters coming out, and it looks right. great. That's. It looks fucking amazing. It, Actually, it, really it looks fucking look amazing. Great. In fact, <laughs> that's an understatement. It looks fucking amazing. <laughs> it, 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 it looks really good. I'm I'm more excited. I was more excited about that <laughs> no, than Unreal I mean, Five, to be honest. I don't. I, I was don't, more excited for Tony Hawk than so Unreal for me. <laughs> good dude. Holy shit. It's made. It's made by Vicarious Visions, the people who made um, the Crash and Spiral remasters. I think they're a part of Activision because Activision yeah. owns the Tony Hawk license, I believe. And they're also made out of um, they're also that team is also made up of uh, former NeverSoft employees who are the people actually who are actually behind the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games or at least one and this one is, two four. This I is think. the kind of game that wouldn't um, get a remastered if there wasn't passion behind it. Oh yeah, and it's so I could see why because it feels like that perfect kind of laid back game that you could listen to really good music while you're playing the uh, like this really like. It may, probably it might be difficult gameplay. I've never played any of the games personally, oh, but it feels like it's very dude, seamless honestly, uh, gameplay that just bro, makes fuck, everything dude, so relaxing while you're playing. But I honest, honest to God, Pro, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two is one of my. It's it's the most. It's one of the most fun games I've ever played. Man, you talk about like fucking YouTube rabbit holes a couple of weeks ago after this got announced. I started what looking footage? at like uh, campaign uh, campaign uh, footage. Of people using Dude, Spider-Man so and great. Doomslayer and Darth Maul and some of the other games, and I'm like, I kind, I fuck with this. This is so cool Dude, to just sit great. back and watch. It's great. I like, like, like this. You know, 
It literally uh, feels like watching a time capsule, honestly, but in the like best pro, way. Like, like Pro Skater 1 and 2 could, like, it, it, they could really, like, just go crazy with, like, skins and shit and just fucking, just, just like, like if Activision really wanted to, they could abuse the fuck out of that game and, and just, like, and just get so much money. And I, I, I'm going to be the consumer that gives So, the here's money. the... He- <laughs> No, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely going to buy this fucking game. Like, I think I... You know, it's weird. It's funny. You mentioned about buying the same game twice, but I think I might do it for um, PC and for PS4. It's coming out in PS4, Xbox One, and uh, Epic Game Store. But I think I might do both because I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what they can mod... Oh, in, dude, what people can mod into this game if, um, <laughs> the stuff that I, if, if the stuff that I wish w- was in the actual final release of this game isn't it. Because they promise most of the soundtrack. So, like... Goldfinger, Rage Against the Machine, Primus, that, like stuff like that. They're, that's in the that the stuff from most of the stuff in the original soundtrack of both games are in this game, and all they say, quote unquote, all of the uh, all of the um, characters mm-hmm. are back. Do you know what's also? Do you know what's one of the characters in that Tony Hawk Pro one? Skater one and two cast? Hell yeah, fucking Spider Man, <laughs> dude! I want Spider Man to actually be if he's a PS4 exclusive, even better for me. I don't give a fuck. I, see I it want happening. it. I want it there. I want to play Spider Man on a like on a um, on a high def remake of happening. a PS1 game. It looks so cool. And I saw that Spider Man footage, and it's like, oh, cool! It, they don't just reskin Spider Man onto Tony Hawk's face. They make like an actual Spider Man move. No, it's a full model. He actually like, swings the skateboard to his legs and everything. Like, I love that shit. They did that for fucking <laughs> Jango Fett, and they did that for Darth Maul. And I found that so cool. Jango Fett could fly. He could use his rocket pack so cool. to just fly. Speaking of... Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited about this. I hope they actually do... If it's DLC or if they actually put in the final game, which I would prefer more. Like, if they would actually put, like, mm. crazy guest characters in there. If Disney could actually, you know, like, give a teat or two to have Spider-Man be into <laughs> this game, that would be sweet. I would be really happy for that. Either way, I'm still pretty excited. Uh, it looks really I, fun. I, honestly, so, so Sony, it, you bet your fucking ass, Sony's gonna bleed Spider-Man <laughs> for that game. Like, yeah. The thing is, like, the the problem is, like, I'm I'm just worried about like other companies Definitely. being too greedy about it. Because you had like all these guest characters, like fucking <laughs> Lars Ulrich showed up. <laughs> Lars, you could so play great. as Lars Ulrich from Metallica in one of the Pro Skaters games. But like people like uh, things like Doom Slayer and Maul, they're owned by different companies. You know, two of which are owned by Disney itself. You know, I hope they could actually give some leeway and 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 give the proper like experience of playing a new you know version of this Tony Hawk game. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick thing on the docket. I, I you wanna. Hmm. You want to just talk about it now, or you want to leave it for last? Because I think that's the biggest. I think the Scarface one is the Mando, biggest news of all. Real quick for this. All right, yeah. So Katie Sackoff and Timothy Oliphant join Mando season two. Uh, K- uh, Katie Sackoff uh, is reprising Woo! her role as Bo Katan this time in live action so cool. format on the show, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's dead. Or she <laughs> either dead, she's a slave, yeah. or defected, or who knows. But maybe. Yeah, for, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Katie Sackhoff played this character called Bo-Katan on the Clone Wars TV show, and she was basically she was basically the head of the Mandalorian clan, of like the proper she loyal had the, Mandalorian clan. She had the Darksaber. In that she, and yeah, cause, and she had the Darksaber. She led, she led the, her people with that. And, but the weird thing is, 
at the end of season one of Mandalorian, spoilers. Um, Moff Gideon. What's his yeah. name again? Moff Gideon, right? Yeah, Moff Gideon has the dark saber when he when he uh, which is the obviously final scene of that episode. <laughs> yeah, because it's it it means that he took it from Bo-Katan. Whether that means he just beat her or killed her. I, I guess we'll find out in the fall because that show's actually coming out, and I'm I didn't expect that. I, I expected really, that one to get delayed. It's really really out of all the fucking Plus crazy shows. how how they're doubling down so hard on Dave Filoni's characters. It's crazy. oh yeah, it's really funny to me. I actually I'm very happy about it. You know, as for Timothy Oliphant, I don't know what he's gonna play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm excited because he's Timothy <laughs> Oliphant. Yeah. He could be the fucking. He could be the guy he played in uh, Die Hard with a ve- not with a vengeance. Uh, live free or Die Hard for all no, I t- care. T- he's t- a good actor. So I like him. He's just stuff. not in. He's just not in the best work. But, yeah. <laughs> but but when they're right. Well, he's not in the best work if it's not justified. Because I've heard justified yeah, is like yeah, the again, best thing um, he's ever done. Everyone tells me it's justified. It's one of the greatest shows ever made. Period. Yeah. yeah, it's what made Walton yeah, yeah, Goggins yeah. famous. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. This is a quick one as well, but uh, the Neil Gaiman is doing a uh, audiobook version of the Sandman comics, and it has a cast that could basically be the cast for the Netflix uh, series because it seems the, stacked as fuck, and I, I love it. Cast, it looks uh, super I got the cast exciting. Right here, if you want me to sound it off. All right. Yeah, okay. call, uh, sound um, off the main now, cast. Uh, <laughs> now, this is just a reminder. This is not. Uh, this is not uh, a, an official ad- adaptation. Yeah, this yeah. is for an ebook. This is for an not audio for a book. TV show. Like, like, At uh, least not we yet. We have to make that very, very clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, the most stacked audio book that you okay, could ever so, imagine. <laughs> um, it's going to be narrated by uh, Neil Gaiman, <laughs> which great. That's cool. And the people we got uh, nice. as Morpheus, we got James McAvoy. As Death, That's we got Kat Dennings. <laughs> As John Constantine, we have Taryn Egerton. Really good. <laughs> so perfect. crazy. That's my As, favorite uh, of all of them. No, it's, that, it, it works. really does. I, it I really like could we, work. Well, if we were doing, well, voice, it's perfect. But if we were doing live action, Taryn Egerton would be perfect. Maybe like he was a little bit older. But but yeah, great. Like, like a bit of a baby face Constantine. <laughs> yeah, whichever, I'm it's okay fine. with that, um, you know? Yeah, uh, Rizamed is the uh, uh, Corinthian. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, That's gonna be Samantha Morton, as, Samantha Morton as Urania Blackwell. That is, um, I, I got to this issue. I'm already, I'm already past this issue in the comics, but uh, that's um, that's the oh, okay. female version okay, of okay, Metamorpho. Yeah, yeah. You remember Metamorpho, yeah, yeah, yeah. the ele- the okay, element okay. woman. That's right, the element. So uh, yeah. Bebe Newworth as the Siamese cat, which is. <laughs> That's good. That's cool. Yeah, really funny. I that that issue is really fucked up, but I'm I'm Andy really Cirque happy they brought the cats as, in uh, the Matthew year. the Raven, yeah. which is, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, I I think I think the most yeah. exciting thing <laughs> makes uh, sense. Michael Sheen is Lucifer. I think that's so fucking sick. Yeah, I. So at this point in the story where I'm at, I think I'm at like twenties ish, twenty ish issues in on Sandman. Um, Lucifer's only shown up like a couple, like a handful of times, like two or three. Uh, but the arc I'm about to read right now is supposed to be a big hell slash Lucifer arc. So I'm really oh, excited to see what they do with that character. And both the books. So yeah. yeah, but man, 
No, Holy yeah. Holy shit, that's a stacked cast. I'm very excited about it. It looks so cool. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I couldn't be more excited for it. Um, oh, the I know the uh, the Logan that Logan uh, Wolverine podcast with uh, was it Richard Armitage as as uh, Wolverine? That was. I know, yeah, that was really Richard good. Richard Armitage as Wolverine. Um, uh, yeah, I started. Listening. Oh, really? I, I've, I've I, never heard I, it. I really I liked it. it okay. I really liked it. Especially no Richard fucking Armitage as Wolverine is so perfect. It's like not even funny. It's not even funny. That's interesting. Um, oh, I, I'm, man. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Is it. Does, does he go with like a Hugh Jackman have, voice or. Like, like, is it kind of like an impersonation? I, I, or is it very I, much I, I, would, I wouldn't really call it like an impersonation because I feel like just. Uh, I feel like just Wolverine in general has a very distinct voice, or like well, well, it's not a real character, obviously, but yeah. like you know, like kind of like the tone in which I read Wolverine, or you know, I see him in shows is very is very similar. The hey, word bub, bub is hey, very bub. specific. Like it, you could only say it's... it one way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cyclops! He <laughs> <laughs> punches him in the mouth. Yeah. No, when he punches him in the stomach in that uh, episode of X Men. But yeah. No, yeah, definitely. But it, it worked for that? Fucking, that? That's, that, that's mm. definitely a fucking voice for Wolverine. <laughs> uh, Man, I'm, I'm just really, really no, excited that, about James McAvoy as Morpheus. Because I've never really given much thought to as to like who could play uh, Morpheus if they ever actually did that's, a, that's, that's always a been, Sandman That's thing. always been like how I Maybe, it. Like just a very monotone like, voice in general. It would have to be a serious Keanu Reeves. You yeah, know? yeah, can't be definitely. Like, Whoa, like, dreams. Like, d- you know? just normal Keanu Reeves. Just God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, James McAvoy, I think it's, like, a bit unhinged enough, but, like, kind of, like, there. Like, it's... it's it's Dude, honestly... It's very British. It's it's dude, a good honestly, amount of James British McAvoy for a character like this. can literally do anything, so... <laughs> I don't. I do not. I do not. Yeah. See, like I, it, him playing Morpheus, it just sounds perfect to me. Cause... And as much as I don't like Cat Dennings in the Thor movies, I think no, that's Kat... actually pitch perfect casting. No, because Death for, is kind of a like a fucking. Like she's kind of a bitch. Like <laughs> she's kind of just like a very like. A... No, not not really. No, she's she's like um, she's like a caring. Mm. 20-something. I thought she would... I That's thought she was... Dressed I, I, in goth um, well, to my understanding, because I've never fully read, like, Sandman, but um, to my understanding, she was always kind of, like, the snarky, like, bitch. Like, kind of just, like, very sarcastic. Okay. All right. No, 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 no. That mm, that's okay. that's some of the other sisters in um in, in that family. But with Def, she's very sweet and kind of, like... Kind of down-to-earth, you know? Like, I could, I could hear a voice like Kat Dennings. I don't Dennings completely hate Kat like Dennings. Dennings. Definitely. I don't. I just don't. I, I. I don't either. I just don't like her in the Thor movies. That's the thing. She's no, not no, my no. favorite part in any of those movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Andy Serkis yeah, is Andy anything. Sir- it, it, like yeah, it, he can make it work. He's got yeah, a weird Andy Serkis can, can like, literally <laughs> play anything. So. Riz Ahmed is sounds like the most exciting one aside from like in terms of like young voices in this aside from Taron Edgerton as Constantine. Because like, you could you could hear an Edgerton voice with something like Constantine, but Riz Ahmed that's interesting. <laughs> Because a Corinthian is basically it's it's a it's a um it's a concept that was created by Dream in the comics. It was a concept that was created by Dream, um that mm-hmm. ran away while he was in prison, and he basically became one of the more most notorious God. serial killers in all of America. <laughs> yeah, it 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 culminates to this fucking crazy thing called serial con, which is <laughs> it's it's spelled as you know serial um, yeah yeah ser- like the serial foods. Uh, cereal boxes but it's actually a convention <laughs> for serial killers it's honestly one of the weirdest like I mean, no funniest weird, issues of sandman 
Because they because they make it into a parody. They they make it into a New parody. Of weird. Things, He's super and it's ironic. really interesting. <laughs> I know, but I, I I I'm I really like it. I'm I've been liking Sandman so no, far. This... So with this, I'm very excited about. So let's get on. To the new to the thing that we really wanted to talk about, the biggest news for us, it's just Miami this, in general uh, for this week. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the biggest Miami. You don't news know already. Week. Luca Guadagino has been tapped to direct the Scarface remake okay. from a script <laughs> by the Coen Brothers. All right, so <laughs> no let's. All right, it, all right. So it, it, all right. A lot of people don't know this, but if you don't know this, Scarface is a remake. Uh, the Al Pacino uh, Scarface film is a remake of a movie that came out. It's a out, remake of Capone. It uh, came out in the 20s. <laughs> or the 20s or 30s? It was, yeah, it was a Howard Hawks Howard production. Hughes. Or a Howard, no, it was directed by Howard Hawks. Yeah, it was it was produced yeah. by Howard Hughes. I don't think he directed it. It was part of his Hollywood. Um, yeah, it came out in uh, 1932 and it was directed by uh, Howard Hawks and Richard uh, Rosen. Rosen, yeah. That's what it was, and it was basically yeah, Capone yeah. Light, you know. It, it, Al it was basically Light, not the movie. Capone. It was basically like a like a, an Italian gangster with a scar on his face, and it was heavily influenced by Al Capone. Obviously, uh, Paul Mooney uh, plays uh, plays the character of Tony Camo- uh, Camonte. Camonte, yeah, Tony, Tony, uh, yeah, Italian guy, Ita- Italian um, guy, and you know, obviously yeah. later Brian Del Palma. You know, in the eighties, he uh, he directed the the remake, you know, forever iconic Miami classic, uh, Scarface. Yeah, honestly, like, look, and, and we've talked we've talked a lot about you know the this scar this version of Scarface a lot in the show, but I think it did came out a pretty perfect time in Miami history because it was in the middle of the uh, like uh, yeah. it was post Mariel, okay. yeah, and. All of that, like it, it that it, context it, it, made it was re- sense for a film like that. It's an extremely it's so iconic to honest day. reflection of that time period and kind of the American dream and the views uh, in the view of a a uh, a you know a Cuban immigrant and and Scarface is yeah. you know it's a classic you know I and okay they've been trying to remake this movie for years 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 years. Antoine Fuqua's been specifically Ant- been trying to remake okay, that movie. Okay, there's been years. multiple directors that that has been that have been attached to this project. Uh, Antoine Fuqua yeah. is one of them. Uh, uh, the Hughes bro- brothers, I think, the people behind that, Eli and uh, Society. Um, I believe. I think they were uh, attached Pablo, to it at, at one point. Pablo Lorraine, or they wrote he was attached something. to that too. Uh, Pablo Lorraine, he's the director of Jackie and No. He was uh, attached to that, and David Ayer yeah. was attached to that at a point. Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, yeah, David Ayer directing it? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh fucking a. No, look, I I like some David Ayer movies. I don't like his last. Oh no, Bright. I I don't remember what he did last. Yes. I no, yeah, he did Bright. Never mind. I don't like his movies. I don't like some of his movies. Yeah, no, not at but all. that wouldn't have worked. And for, for something hey, like Scarface. Out of all the fucking people you can pull out of your ass to direct a fucking Scarface movie. Luca Guadagino is the, the last one, one you would expect. It's, it's, not, it's not the one we deserve, but the one we need right now. That is, you know, you know how I felt like this is what I feel. This is what I wanted when they announced Taika for directing the next Star Wars movie. Something wild. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted. Some fucking out, some out of nowhere choice that just, you look at it and I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> this is, but I fuck with it. 
Like, that's all I, right. It's, it's, it's I, fuck, than... I fuck with that. Like, a Luca Guadagino Star Wars movie is just as cool to me in my mind as yeah, a Luca yeah, Guadagino no, Scarface movie. Okay. And he's already I, done pretty well with remakes. Suspiria, for those of you who don't know, I think is kind of better than the a original. Lot of people, a lot <laughs> of people very would agree that it's a, be- it's a superior movie to the original. That, that that's that's definitely yeah. that's definitely an argument there. But that's a that, but it's, it's also completely yeah. unique to the to that to that film, you know. And call yeah. me by your name. What else can be said about yeah. that? Other and then than not only that, it's a, not only it's a that, very um, beautiful film. A bigger splash. I am well, love. bigger splash. Uh, what else is he done? I am love. So basically, what we're saying is, mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton should play Tony. Whatever, whatever version of Tony. Oh this man, he she's definitely oh, going definitely. to be in Probably, there somehow. Maybe. Maybe she's definitely in there. I hope she doesn't play a Cuban because I think that'd be a bit. See, much, here's the thing. But I, I'd be, I'd here's be okay thing. with her here's playing. If it was up to me, she, she'd play Tony. <laughs> if it was up. To... <laughs> well, okay. He, here's the thing that's going to be interesting with this. So, I there's been a lot of rumors that have been floating around, like Michael B. Jordan. I don't Fox, think that's a real rumor. Going to take place in the past that's... or something like yeah. that. No, it's not. that's all bullshit but i'm genuinely curious to see if like somebody like luca guagino is gonna be like okay yeah i'll do it in miami i'll do an 80 set again we could do 20 montana or do something completely different and go to another time period or go to make mexican scarface which is carlito's way well carly well carlito's way is (laughs) like something like that yeah is that carlito and no, I, I thought Carly I, was, I, I think I, I think he's. I, I, I think don't. He's I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, I'll, no, I'll def- look that no, up no, we, Adam, no. It, but yeah, it, I, it, it, it's one of Luca know, is like it's, in in my mind he has like a place like almost like Denny Felnu or Christopher Nolan where he can like I'd be on board with anything he wants to do. You get me? And I. I have like full yeah, it's just, trust. It's just so weird, <laughs> you know. And yeah, it's wild. I mean, this is and like, bro, fucking this this guy's career is like it, it's kind of skyrocketing in a big way. You know, he has the Call Me by Your Name sequel coming out. Oh yeah. my my apologies, sorry. Yes, you yeah. were right. It was uh he is Puerto Rican. It is uh based around a Puerto um, Rican criminal in Cartagena. Yeah, fucking. He has the coming by your name sequel coming out that uh, he he's working on. Uh, I feel like that's not going to be coming out for like another like maybe five years. <laughs> like he said, he was interested in doing a sequel which, to Suspiria yeah. as well, which is like I'd, I'd be interested in, but I'm okay with having a. The thing is, I'm 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 the same way with that with uh with uh coming by your name as well. See, I'm kind of okay see, with. Them I just was being movies, I was okay with you know? that, but that was like before i like fully saw the before trilogy you know and like it kind of shown it kind of like yeah showed me that like this kind of story could be done could be done very well uh and it's just wild to me because like yeah you mentioned the before trilogy and you mentioned we mentioned call me by your name and suspiria but it's like it's just kind of it's kind of really weird to see this guy who is primarily his filmography is primarily centered around romantic films with the exception of this one recent horror remake to just go into from that to a gangster re, uh, a gangster epic um Who I, even I, knows I think if it's, it's gonna I, be I welcome it gangster epic. I just find it to be so <laughs> insane you never know well, I like, mean it you, could be it could be anything it could be right <laughs> yeah the thing is I with the Coen brothers writing the script I have a 
I I have a sense that this will still be no, a definitely. crime film, yeah, <laughs> a gangster film. You know, I don't think it would just be Scarface and name only. I'm just I'm very curious to see what kind of vision can come yeah. from those three minds. I, uh... You know, because I what because what because they like the Coens can't just do they're not. They're known for doing more than just having crime movies that are kind of like Fargo. They could do something like No Country for Old Men, and they've done very well at that, you know? They wrote Bridges' Prize. So, like, I wonder what they could do with this. They wrote Bridges' Prize, yeah. But I'm saying in terms of crime films, the stuff that they've done before, like, they could go, go, like, weird with something like Fargo, and they could go something with, like, very realistic and gritty with No Country for Old Men or, um, what's the other one? The other one that escapes me right now. Um, The one he did after Fargo. Yeah, Midas Crossing, yeah. Miller's Crossing, Miller's Crossing, yeah, you know, and then having that with a mind like Luca, which is definitely, is, which I'm I'm genuinely curious no, to see what like, the fuck is going. This happen. isn't like Anton Fuqua <laughs> or David Ayer who are definitely they they kind of feel like more directors directors for hire. This is an actual auteur. <laughs> this is a guy who actually like yeah has it's like really barely, weird like he has the the clout to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants and not only that like we have that we also had the fucking lord of the flies pre- uh, movie that's supposed to come out oh yeah fuck he was supposed yeah, to make that i want to see What's that so bad that now i i assume he's probably gonna make that like, before yeah, I, maybe this? i think so you know or maybe or they're probably just gonna fast track him to do this film instead you know i i have no idea i i, I think this <laughs> project can go any way in terms of narrative and in terms of like yeah, yeah. you know uh, honestly, how well this like be. I, I'm expecting yeah. this I'm expecting this movie whatever it it ends it ends up being to be completely different from any, from like what we think it, it 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 could be you know like I don't think we're I mean technically this this in a sense this Scarface franchise is if you put it that way they've done Italian has already done, done that you know by having it two different. Two different time periods, yeah, two, two different, different contexts, context, uh, you know, different heritage, heritages. You know, it's it's they can like they could make this a Mexican centric one. They can make this Puerto Rican. They Fuck can it. make they it can Irish. also go Italian again, or they could straight up just make an Italian language see, film see, and just call it Scarface. See, the, see like, I was thinking that too. Like, like, that. like if this is Luca. You know, uh, w- w- would would we see another Italian Scarface? You know, maybe set in a maybe set a. Kind of like old country, it's Italy, you know. Maybe like a like a like like a Vito Corleone type of story, kind of deal. Yeah. Who knows? You know, I think it'd be really interesting. Fucking, it's hey, in Tokyo. No, it's it really could movie. be. It really <laughs> could be. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. That, that, it that's could what's be. so exciting about it. Oh man, honestly, I I I I'm actually really excited. All, That'd be actually. All m- I know is, as long as Luke is doing that. it, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. That's. It, this is gen- this has actually become one of the more exciting okay, cause it's, cause, re- okay, cause uh, I, I never, never, right never, now. never would ever say Luca Guadagino for a Scarface movie. Yeah, exactly. And now I can't say it, yeah. and I'm weirded out by it, but I welcome it. You know what I mean? What you watch? Yeah. Buddy? <laughs> oh man. You know, it's funny. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's great that we Scarface. ended it uh, ended the news on um on the Scarface news because I I, I started off my week watching a Brian De Palma film that I've heard many good things about and it's, and I've heard that it, 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 it's wave of influence has been in a lot of things that I like and stuff like, um, us and in this new, t- it, honestly, there's a bit of this in that, uh, new HBO show. I know this much is true mm-hmm. starring Mark Ruffalo as, as twins. Uh, there, there's a bit of that in, 
in some of the things that I like, and I was very curious to check this out because I've had it on my DVR for months, and I finally checked out now, Brian De Palma's yeah, be- Sisters. Yeah, from, d- like, yeah, please don't spoil because this has been about my watches for years, 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 oh, years. Trust me, it's it. Trust me, it's 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 not that it's not that hard to spoil. I mean, no, it. Okay. it I'll I'll steer away from spoilers. It's not um, it's not a lot of spoiler stuff in here when it, especially if it comes to like the narrative stuff. Like, so the basic plot about this movie of this movie is it starts of it stars uh Marco Kidder, and I think. I don't think this was her debut role, but this was one of her breakout roles before she landed uh, Lois Lane in Superman and um, what was that other one? Uh, Black Christmas. Before she, uh, this was her breakout role, starring as a set of twins, uh, Dominique and uh, the other name escapes me, but they were twins that were separated at birth, French Canadian, and this. The one that we follow, her name is not Dominique, but it's the it's it's another one. We follow her in 1970s New York, and her life and her exploits are intertwined with a murder that happens, and it basically becomes a Hitchcock homage. Oh, Danielle, Danielle. The, that's that's the thing you say the Danielle. And she also plays her you twin the, sister, the Hitchcock, uh, Hitchcock comparison because like De Palma is very like Hitchcock influenced in a lot of what he makes. No, and you that you definitely see it in this. That's the thing. It. I don't particularly like. I think the movie is okay. I liked it. It's not something I would want to revisit or something like that. It's not something that you know um, mm-hmm. captivated me entirely. Because I think the plot is pretty predictable, and it's like. You could tell he's borrowing yeah. a lot from Hitchcock. So in that case, you kind of know where things are going to be landing see if my... at the end of this movie. Because there's shades of Rear Window, there's shades of Psycho, there's shades of earlier Hitchcock films. Like, um, let's I said see Rear if Wendell my already. boy, uh, let's see if my boy but shot it's, this. It's... My bad. But it's fascinating. No, let's see if my boy shot this. Uh... What? Oh, no, he didn't. All right, never mind. Uh, no. It's fascinating because I, I've never been really particularly interested or, like I've never really cared so much about the films of Brian De Palma. Like I, I have seen Scarface, I've seen The Untouchables, but I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day because he was he he put out a review for um another film De Palma that's made another, called Blowout, that's another one starring John Travolta in the eighties, which he he considers to be his favorite De Palma film. And I talked to him and I said like. What what do you think is like the the appeal of the Palma? And we were both at the same. We like why do you think he's managed to stay relevant and um, praised for as long as he has? And we both came to the same agreement that the Palma is the type of filmmaker that really excels in. And, and this is my opinion, obviously, but he is he's a director who really excels in sequences and thematic ways of telling a story Every, rather like, than the story itself yeah, yeah. because the plot of because the plot of sisters is pretty fair like it's pretty clear-cut you know you have the freak factor of them being um separated siamese twins and like that that's interesting and but the thing that really stands out in this movie are like some of the things he does with the camera and some of the things that he just 
you know, he puts in there. You know, like, I wouldn't say, like, I, like the thing is, it, it, he, it was interesting. He told me, my friend told me, like, I wouldn't be able to tell you what I think would be my all-time, like, top five favorite De Palma films, but I could definitely tell you what are my top five all-time, you know, De Palma sequences. And I kind of feel the same way. Like, I, at least, and I, and I haven't seen, uh, at, as of this date, I haven't seen uh, Scarface again, so I haven't really given that much of a thought, or Untouchables, for that matter. But, like, it's not the whole movie that I kind of enjoy, but there are definitely sequences yeah. in it that I really like. Like, in Untouchables, there's the baseball bat scene, and when they, you know, anything with uh, um, Sean Connery in that, or when they first nab the their first criminal in that film. With Scarface, it's the final, you know, shootout scene. It's the beginning. It's the, it, it it's it's say say goodnight to the bad guy. You know, it's stuff like that that sticks with you. And I felt that way watching Sisters as well. The opening sequence, it's not um. the The story doesn't start in the opening sequence, but it's just so captivating because the imagery that's mm. presented is very disturbing. And it's super up close, and it makes you like the it makes with, your skin uh, crawl a little bit, you know. And it's complemented by like the really good uh, Hitchcockian score that's throughout the whole thing. That's very dramatic and you know high pitched. No, I was gonna and, say like, that like it's um, always tense, and and it yeah, works the, in in, in like those Brian parts. De Palma's like what, approach what with say? a lot of his movies. He's very he's very much good at making the setting and like the atmosphere of the movie. Uh, it, it kind of it, it benefits the themes, and he, he the plot of the movie never get the plot of the movie never gets in gets in the way of what he's trying to say, and it's like vice versa. Um, he's very he's very good at balancing both like both the the gritty realism realism of like the, you know the actual situations that are happening, and he's he's also great at kind of setting up the mood for that and kind of you know the cinematography and the score very much reflects like what the characters are going through. Brian De Palma is such an interesting fucking filmmaker. It's it's like I I love De Palma so much. And what you what you said about the sequences is like it's it's pretty it's pretty spot on because he's very pacing is one of his best is, is one of his best uh attributes as a filmmaker because like everything like oh i i kind of i kind of disagree on that no, one it's fine. i'm sorry i i haven't, I haven't seen sisters i haven't seen sisters so it's very slow yeah like it, it's it's kind of painfully slow and it's loaded with characters that i just do not care about you know like there's a lead there's a journalist character that comes in midway through the film that i just I didn't really give a shit about, mm. and her character was kind of useless to me. She kind of just she she literally just dri- uh, drives the plot forward because she's the only one that's interested in the murder that actually occurred in the apartment. But it's just like, like I I I I understand where you're coming from, and I'm and and I I agree with you to a point when it comes to the Palma because I think the way he presents mood is stronger than some of the narrative beats at least i could say this i could say this for sure with sisters because i you know uh, upon watching it this week because there are things he does that just makes the there are things he does to the overall picture of the movie like the way you're watching the film that make you very very Mm -hmm. um intrigued by the narrative you know it like it only kind of like yeah it makes the narrative more interesting because the narrative, at least in this uh, in this case, isn't exactly compelling or interesting, but 
and this isn't even a spoiler. There, there. This this film is known and it's um, it's praised for having a sequence where the camera is just split in two and you're watching two this, yeah. uh, different scenes play out in real time. Yeah, and it makes everything much more. You know, the the screen just gets smaller. The the camera gets smaller, obviously, because it's split in half. So you're you feel more in, uh, you feel more um, uncomfortable because you feel like something's going to happen, and you you're not you, the screen is smaller. The two halves of the camera are smaller, and you you're you can't really see what's the full picture that's going on. But you're also just like on the edge of your seat because it's these people are close to getting a breakthrough in this one moment of the, of of the plot. And that that splitting of the camera just pushes these two perspectives um, uh, into the a more close-ups, interesting uh, light. The Palmas close-ups are some of the best yeah. in, in, in film, by far. No, it's, it's amazing. He has some really good close-ups, especially in that opening sequence. His and, camera and work the, is just film. insane in general. Yeah. Like, it, like there, there's yeah. a lot of movement with it. Yeah, and it's very it's interesting because there's like a a cool uncomfortable voyeuristic feel to sisters in in some sequences towards the end where it's handheld uh, but it's also at um what's that what's that effect they use with a camera where the the whole is the, the general picture is like you're watching oh, like a, a like tube, a ton, like like what the aspect ratio you know? is like tunnel vision yeah tunnel vision yeah. yeah you're getting like kind of like tunnel vision a little bit in some sequences and it just makes it more uncomfortable and it's just it, it's super cool because you just wouldn't expect to see that in a, in it, it just came as a, as a surprise for me because I just didn't expect to see that you know and I found that super fascinating because it makes the it makes the movie more interesting because you're like trying to figure out oh well, this is the mm-hmm. weird part what's what's gonna happen here you know like th- this is this is this is um this is fascinating to watch I'm curious to see what's gonna happen you know but yeah I. I, I enjoyed Sisters. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it has some really good sequences, and I, I think I could really, at least for now, I could just say that a lot. Um, I could say that for you know that's the work of the Palma that I've seen thus far. You know, he's re- he's a great director that works that thrives in creating moments. You know, that kind of elevate a narrative that isn't. I don't. I don't. There. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. It, it it makes me. It it kind of actually makes me want to watch Blowout and ultimately Scarface again and Untouchables, because I'm I'm curious to see if that I, still I, sticks with me. I'd argue that you know, De Palma going, is best. Going forward. He, yeah, he he's def. I, I, he's definitely best at world building, and he makes he makes like the in film in world logic, uh, come off as very believable in in his sequences, like something like Carrie. With like all yeah. the fucking, uh, with all the uh, the floating fucking shit, just murdering everything. Like, like in the film, it feels visceral and it feels like real, you know. And it, De Palma genuinely is is such a great director to study, especially with how he just uh, works with the camera and just the cinematography in general. Um, fucking. His influences are very interesting too, because this movie is. Um... At least from the ones I've seen, again, this movie is the most giallo I'd ever see. I would mm-hmm. ever expect to see De Palma go, because it, it it feels very influ- it feels influenced by like stuff like Suspiria or Opera, where the music is heightened to a ridiculous degree and 
it, it feels like you're watching a reenactment of real yeah. life rather than real life itself at some points. And then when it comes to the violence, there is like a weird, there, there is a weird uncontrollable um, element into it. You know, that kind of feels a little bit uh, unrealistic because like, it's a, like the blood is literal. It's paint. a lot of controlled it's chaos. Actual in red paint in, in this film. Yeah, but it, it's really it, it was really interesting to see that Giallo influence really soar in that film, which I could understand why people really like this movie and why that's such no, a big yeah. influence in it, stuff like us. De Palma and, is so influential. Um, other films. It, it's kind of, it, it's kind of crazy how how much of how much of uh, of movies today are uh, definitely bite off uh, his style. Definitely, and, and and I'm telling yeah. you, like there, there's not there's not a more iconic close up than Dehamas, you know, it's definitely there. I'm curious to see what you think of that one because I I do like um yeah. I do like some parts of it again, but that that it's an interesting mm-hmm. starting point for a director like him. Yeah. It's on the Criterion Channel if you have that. I'll watch Actually, it. Yeah, I'm, I was looking no. it up on Letterbox. That's been on. But yeah, that was that's been that, on that was sisters. for a while. I had a good time um, with that one. Yeah, Margaret Kidder's great in it. By the way, I'm not. She's I, really, really good. Like it makes me, it makes me sad that you yeah. know she had the life that she had because she, she was a genuinely no, she's great, great actor, definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, when it came to stuff, fucking, that she was. Uh, I, I, I've uh, continued to, uh, I've continued the whole main movies thing. Uh, there's days that I miss, but that's literally because I'm just so fucking busy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I see the I see the double as long, posts. As long I don't as nowhere sometimes. As long as I, on, as long the as the posts keep coming, it's all good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's that's um, all good and dandy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, okay I've been doing that. that. That's been fun. Um, but uh, one thing, we're about to finish here. But uh, we're gonna watch, we're we're gonna talk about a movie that's for us personally has been uh, <laughs> what eight years in the making. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh yeah. Okay. So let me let me go how, quick. How long on this. is it? How I, long has it been since um, Fan Four Six? Just to finish off my re. How long has it been? 2014. Oh my god, that was 20. That was 2015. 2015. That what was 2015? The fuck? That was five years ago. All right. Yeah, that was five years ago. But I know, I, I know yeah. this person wanted to make that movie longer than that. Okay. Let me. I'll just finish off my week pretty quickly. Uh, I finished the book, uh, Batman TMNT three. It's the final part of that tril- uh, of that crossover trilogy. I thought it was really sweet because they put an emphasis on Batman and what it means to like have a family as Batman. Because it, um, it it involves a Krang and the actual 1980s. It's a ridiculous plot. It's really <laughs> it's kind of stupid, but I love it. The 1980s turtles are implemented into a crisis level um, event where like a super Krang. The, the main Krang of the mm. of the Prime Turtles universe, not the not the Prime Turtles universe, like the Turtles universe that we've seen in these crossovers, okay. has merged with the <laughs> Anti Monitor, and he plans to merge the worlds of it's it's a really cool meta concept that he brings up here, but he plans to merge the worlds of both the Turtles world, his Turtles world, and Jesus the Christ. Batman world that they've interacted with, and make them forget um, their actual selves. So that his so that Krang's influence on that world is uh, more powerful, and he could rule the universe, and he could uh, and only by doing that can he. It's it's kind of ridiculous saying it out loud. 
can he like manipulate and control the prime universe which is the 1980s black and white turtle universe and control it into his own um degree because there's no and, and it's funny because it relates to the actual comics there was no krang in that universe krang never existed there so by having him in there he controls all the krangs in the universe therefore controlling i love how you differentiate that as being like the weird thing when <laughs> when the talking turtles <laughs> fighting with a guy in a bat suit isn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah so okay so they merge the universes and it basically becomes a, a conjoined universe where uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne die, but they're not shot by Joe Chill. They're run over by a truck filled with TCRI, the 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 acid that turns the turtles into the turtles. Um, Bruce is the owner of the turtles. He drops them God. upon seeing his parents get run over by a truck, and the turtles fall into uh, into a manhole, and then he falls into a Back manhole. Is reenacting the whole batman begins thing where he falls into a uh, the bat cave and the tcri uh affects the turtles and splinter who's just like chilling in the in the sores there and splinter basically becomes half splinter half alfred and raises the boys and bruce together as brothers so they're five teen- tmnt members but the fifth one is just batman <laughs> with a white uh, bat chest on him, and the turtles are dressed up as Robins. So Red Hood, the Red Hood, uh, um, Raph has a Red Hood variant. Mikey has uh, is dressed up like Tim Drake. Leonardo is obviously dressed up like Nightwing, and uh, Donatello. No, Donatello is Tim Drake. Yeah, as but about to Mikey say, Dam- is dressed Damien up like Damien. Seems like the the better fit. And for in Mikey. that, and yeah, it's the rebellious type. So they, and like the whole universe has just been a conjoined, uh, an amalgam of TMNT characters with um, Batman characters. So like Joker is, okay. I think he's called the Jokester or something like that. He's a mm-hmm. mixture of the Shredder and Joker. And they slowly like separate the two universes together by realizing their, their, um, their true selves. And it's like a, this really sweet exploration of what family means to Batman not only like with Batman and the Turtles, because in this reality yeah. he sees them as his actual brothers, but the people who also who are actually in his life, like uh, Dick and Jason and Barbara. You've been talking to these turtles Damien for the last thirteen Alfred, years, Bruce. Who has like a huge, super large bag, bro? It's so funny. It's super funny. It, it's fucking weird. It's like the Spider Verse of crossovers because you have like the original '80s turtles who come back, like Raphael from the like black and white '80s That's turtles, cool. who's drawn by Kevin Eastman. The co-creator, like they, him and uh, Freddie Williams III, who who's done the um, all the crossovers, they 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 both draw the series. He draws everything else. Freddie draws everything else going on, but the black and white turtles, specifically Raph, who's like the co-star in this or a big supporting role in this, cool, is fun. all drawn by Eastman, which is super really. It's really it's really cool. Um, but it involves them. It involves like the mainline Batman universe. It involves the Anti Monitor, and it involves golden age batman like dick spring batman like brave and the bold hey chum batman (laughs) because yeah because he's considered like like yellow oval and all he's considered like the the main the prime batman of the multiverses so crying needs him to control the multiverse it's fucking ridiculous but i had a fun (laughs) time with it and it was kind of sweet i liked it i I had a good time to cry (laughs) uh yeah, I didn't expect to cry reading Turtles and Bats. 
Um, fuck. Okay, we're running on. We're about to hit almost two. I'm hours, not completely. I'm not completely. Fuck it. I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll leave Catfish till next week. That's it. I saw Catfish the TV series. I got into it because I was doing laundry and MTV was on for some Honestly, reason. Honestly, that seems like the kind of. But I'll talk about it next week. I haven't seen the entire <laughs> that seems like show. The kind of show but that, it's that's like perfect wild. to like just binge <laughs> the mind. Like, is is it the perfect mindless binge? It is. It. I. I. I try to pay attention to it because the scenarios are so unique and like very and really depressing. It, I, I, it, it's, I have my it's a very depressing show i but i'll, I know I'll, leave, it at, I'll leave it at that <laughs> you, you know what the thing is like if you if, if that's if that was the type of show that we would watch in high school i like i don't think we would both have like we wouldn't have girlfriends <laughs> in, in in modern times you know what i mean like it, it makes me feel it i mean the original me catfish so movie about online the original catfish movie can't trust anything weird it was very weird the yeah yeah, I didn't know it was based off the movie, off a movie. Yeah. I didn't know there was a movie before the TV show. I, I only know the TV show because of you know, uh, <laughs> girls in my high school talking about it all the time. Like, <laughs> but that was it. I I've never I've never been a person who's I've never I still don't really care I, about I, reality I never, TV. I never assumed I, kind of I never assumed you were a person after that, watching that, some that of this. Was into reality <laughs> TV. Yeah. And I and I am thankful <laughs> for that. Thank you. Okay. But it's like that kind of, it's like that, tra- it's like the, the kind of reality TV, TV that you kind of like watching, you know, but it's also, but it also has a really sad message with it because it's like, it, it doesn't forget nah, to remind yeah, you that this I, is very like reality to watch. TV I, yeah. I watch is like, it's like fake reality TV, like, like comic book men or something, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or like eight masters, <laughs> like the tattoo or like competition. Sometimes I used to, I used to, I used to love masters? eight masters back in the day. Did you did you hear what happened in the final in the not the final uh, season but in the latest season? They uh, got affected no. by coronavirus. Okay, so they build up the competition for all of them, right? And in the last episode of the season, they the episode's like an hour long, but the last ten minutes are basically cut short by them hyping up these people saying, "I'm gonna win this final challenge." Yeah, I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna be the ultimate ink master. Cut to a black text that says no. Cut to a black screen with white text that says, "Due to the events um, <laughs> related to COVID nineteen, uh, we canceled the tournament and everybody got a cash prize. There was no winner. Thank you. The most anticlimactic <laughs> Thanks, shit bye. you could ever see in a competition show. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this preview. You're never gonna get it again. Um, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right." Capone. I'm done now. I'll leave Catfish yeah. for next week. Fonzo. Let's talk about Capone. <laughs> I I saw this last night alongside um, Scoob, which also came to to VOD this week. I don't give we're a gonna, fuck about Scoob, so I'm not going to talk not, about that. We're not going to talk spoilers because be I'm still not finished with it. I'm 40 minutes in. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Oh, Scoob spoilers? <laughs> oh, never mind. Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I'm still 40 minutes into Capone. Uh, literally, like, uh, <laughs> right before we started recording this, I was watching it. Um, but uh, I'm I'm into I'm basically like I'm basically completely into it now. Um, I I, I uh I've gotten a good gist I've gotten a good uh good gist of uh all the uh, the important beats so far. I'm not completely finished, you know, so I really can't judge the the narrative. But from what I've seen so far, well, let me ask you, what do you think? You've seen the full thing. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I can. I yeah. I I saw the film la- late last night. Like I looked at my phone, and 
I realized it was 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's been that long. Because I, I, I watched Scuba at like 1 a.m. And then I followed Talk about up. double feature. I followed up with this. Um, yeah, I know. What a weird fucking double feature. Uh, so it's okay. I'll, I'll give, give you that. Give me that? <laughs> give like, Josh Trank that. In terms Trank of a narrative, <laughs> in terms of a plot. Yeah. He needs it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give Josh Trank that. Whether he, whether he, give, whether he cares about me or not. I'm sure he doesn't. But... Mm-hmm. I think it was okay. I think it was okay. Yeah. In terms of a narrative, I think it was like, like you know, where you're you, you know you already know what you're getting coming into this with the text saying this is the final year of Al Capone's life. You don't expect any gangster shit happening because he has neurosyphilis and he's dying very slowly in his. Uh, this is definitely like a character Florida study. Mansion. This is a character study under surveillance. More than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It is a character study of Al Capone in the final months of his life, and that you get your conventional biopic. You know, you should have seen so. it coming. Biopic, uh, crime is cri- crime is a full circle. Everything comes back right at, right to bite you in the ass type of stuff, right? But it, but all of that is supplementary. And irrelevant compared <laughs> to the obscene wackiness that comes from one of the funniest and weirdest performances I've seen all year in Man. Tom Hardy as as Al Capone. Like you want to you want to talk about Joker? You want to talk about a movie like ca- being carried by a central performance? That is that's like, the definition of that. That, that. That's this. Capone is Joker, like, but like it's actually yeah, really fun I'll, to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I I'd say like. Again, I'm 40 minutes in, and immediately, like literally from the first like three minutes of the movie, I you could tell like, oh, this is Tom Hardy's movie. Like he owns, he owns the yeah. role. Yeah, he owns it. <laughs> you haven't seen, you haven't seen Venom, but you want you want to know why people love Venom? <laughs> this is why because of Tom Hardy. He 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 plays it off. I I tweeted this late late last night, but. Tom Hardy gives the most Tom Hardiest <laughs> voice he could ever Hardy, because it's just so, it it, it is so unique and so Wild. unintelligible. Like, like thank God I had subtitles watching this on Prime Video because I could See, not understand really cool. a single fucking thing he said. I had to, See, I had to put the volume up really loud. When I heard his voice, to, like understand the first some thing I did, I paused the movie. I went, I went. No, <laughs> no was it laugh. wasn't laugh. I, I was, it was more like just shock. <laughs> um, I the first thing I did was search <laughs> up uh, Al Capone's voice because I never really imagined what Al Capone could sound like, and I I didn't do is. that. Do, is it, it is it is. accurate? It, now, okay, now, that's, now, it, that's it, really like, interesting. It, like, obviously, like Tom Hardy's he's playing Al Capone in the point of his life where the syphilis is mostly mostly taken over, where you know he he like this. He he he's he, not all he's, there. He's not all he, there, obviously, and he's just he he just has a a cigar is part of his like he's body just, chemistry. Like, no, he, like he, he just grunts all mouth. the time and shit. But like from the video I heard, like Al Capone's voice, he has that very he has a very like high Italian accent, almost like a Joe Pesci type of thing going on. Like, and it it really does work. Like, it, 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 I also got the same feeling I did with like uh, Daniel Craig in Knives Out, where the accent's so fucking wild. But it just it it like Tom Hardy plays it off so fucking seamlessly that like it, it's it it really does hold I, up the the movie entirely. 
I don't oh, I don't no, know if seamlessly seamless. is the right word to put seamless. it, but I, I am no, confident in saying that. that he makes he... that voice his own because it's, it's a mixture of his Mad Max voice, but if Mad Max had like two thirds fucking, of a lung. That, that wasn't that was not like, Tom Hardy. That was not Tom Hardy. That it was fucking wild. Tom Hardy's Al Capone. Oh no! That, I would I would tell you I could stand by that. I could stand by no, that. No, no, that was no, definitely no, not Tom no, Hardy. No, that is Al Capone. Al Capone. And Tom I am Hardy's happy to Al say Capone. that. <laughs> you know? It's yeah, a, it's exactly. A completely <laughs> monster, and I'm so no, it's great. I it's love it so, so much. Weird. It, like genuinely, like <laughs> this could literally this could win the Oscar. This could be Tom Hardy's Oscar, and I'd be so happy. Cause fuck <laughs> me, he's so great. It's so fucking wild. <laughs> the thing it, it, it is just like I've never seen somebody commit to a bit this hard, and I am proud of it. Like it, it is. It, it's it's super gravelly. He's, he really just you uh, can't really tell uh, what's going on. Like, no, what sorry. he's saying. <laughs> no, it's like first of all, the first time you hear his voice, he's talking Horrifying. to a child in, in, in Thanksgiving with his family, and oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but he's just like, yeah, you give me a second. With with like that with like you know like what what what's that guy's name Ned from South Park the guy the guy Jesus who Christ. has to have the the voice respirator it, it sounds like a mixture of Ned getting, no. with his Mad Max voice like it's very it's a it's a very unique scent like cadence you know, that's, just... that feels damaged and it makes sense because of the the amount of you know syphilis lung, syphilis uh, lung torture that he's he's had to go through no neurosyphilis and like the pain his lungs have to be going through through the fucking decades of uh, I, I, cigar. Uh, I'm pretty sure he of died of cardiac arrest. That were put in that amount. Died of cardiac arrest or something like that. He he uh, he died of he. I yeah. think he. Yeah, um, it was a stroke. That's like yeah, just Hardy. <laughs> I. It's great. It's, it's no, it really so, it's is. So it really is. Like, this is it's the so kind of like, this is the kind of performance I, that, like years down the line, people would look back to and say, "Wow, that was fucking wild," and we did not appreciate it. Yeah, like you want to know the thing? Like Tom Hardy is a meme. He is because the characters distinct. he makes, his voices are so easy. They're distinct and they're easy to 100% imitate. His own, but like at the same time, they're so yeah, they're so. They're hundred percent his own, and they See, carry. Look, they, I can, they carry so much, and it's so can, weird to say that. It's like, like I, I, I understand that from. I've, I've, I've realized that at this point in, in, in his career, and I've accepted it. But like, I can it always surprises imagine. me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like if any any role he could be in, he brings that voice. It just, I'm no, still I could perfectly imagine by listening like, to it. I could perfectly imagine Bane's voice. I could perfectly imagine Bronson's voice. Uh, Capone's voice. Um, uh, what was his name in the Revenant? His voice in there, like, yeah, t- like literally Buster. Tom. Har- Tom uh, Hardy is so he's such yeah. an interesting actor because he's this literal brute of a man, and each performance he has, it almost feels like he's kind of playing with the idea of like the alpha male almost, and like kind of like. Playing with the idea of like you want okay, just, just like he's yeah. Tom Hardy is literally what every man wants to be, but he's he's a complete. Opposite I think of what I he take is, back uh, what, what I said be, yeah. about yeah. I I I think I take back what I say at least to a degree about um, Joaquin Phoenix being the modern day Brando. No, that because yeah, I think that's Tom Hardy. 
I genuinely, I genuinely think that's Tom Hardy because he's able to bring a level of ridiculousness and surprise to a character that you are just endlessly entertained. The plot is is as thin see, as a fucking look, empty right. ass as an eaten chicken bone, but everything is elevated because of how look, fascinating that- it is to watch him on screen and do this weird shit. He's watching the Wizard of Oz great. and he's. He's Al Capone so imitating so the lion from it. Wizard of Oz. It. Um, and it's so now, let me good. Say this. Like, this movie... <laughs> Alright. This movie succeeded in the, in the wrong ways for Josh Trank, I'd say. Because when it comes to performance and when it comes to, like, the character, Tom Hardy steals the show and that's it's his movie. But... When it comes to act, the actual yeah. story, you know, the direction, the cinematography. This was written, I, directed, I, and right, edited we'll by Josh. Now, Josh Trank's all right. Josh Trank, he, yeah, he's he he's definitely. You could tell he's definitely a filmmaker that his ambi- his ambition exceeds his skill. I I, I would say that I, I I could comfortably say that, yeah. especially we already had three movies. One, you know, Chronicle being pretty good, uh, Fanforstic being Fanforstic, and now this, you know, yeah, I he's definitely a filmmaker who has a vision, and but uh, when it comes to the execution of it, he he's not the most, uh, he's not the the best at that, you know, he uh, like and like this movie, this movie is a small movie for Tom Hardy, but a big one for Josh Trank. You get me? And yeah, cr- oh yeah, yeah I mean, career-wise, was... this is the thing he needed because no, he was basically basically killed by Hollywood after the basically blacklisted. Of fan- uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he yeah. was actually blacklisted. Um, but yeah, yeah, like the, the personally, uh, um, going into Trank's direction, like I, I think it's very um, <laughs> it's very standard for a movie. Yeah, and at at times pretty boring, but. He is the. I'm happy to know that he is also the type of director that's like he, he goes sees something it. special in in certain elements, and he's like, yeah, just yeah, like, like let it rock. I'll make I appreciate. Work with this, I pre- this, he's this definitely work. a great idea, yeah. man. But that's not that's not all to say that that's not to say that um, to the entire film because there are some sequences that are kind of interesting and they're very weird, you know when it like because it kind of disrupts the yeah. general narrative of what's going on following uh him and these the fbi these cops the FBI, who yeah. are uh investigating the house because they want to yeah the fbi because they want to find uh the he lost city of gold that, yeah, he he, lo- that he, he left he, behind that capone left behind or something like that mm-hmm. he buried a he buried well, he a he bunch did. of cash yeah. yeah yeah he thinks he did that that's that, a very did. big distinction very that's big what distinction. It was. <laughs> he thinks um, he thinks he did like I think you cannot go more accurate with a movie poster for this movie than the one on Letterbox, which is him, which is Tom Hardy's Al Capone looking down and like fragments of oh, his see, head I think that are missing. Uh, like I, I get the poster, pieces. but it looks so bad. This is such, it's such bad Photoshop, you know. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. It makes sense. But I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, makes sense. See, like, yeah, <laughs> it makes say, a lot of like, sense. Yeah, Tom Hardy's you the know? best part of this movie, and Josh Trank is arguably the worst because like. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't go that far into that. I would say like the story is, but there is some there is some general sense of direction that it, you know well, I was able sir. to be somewhat entertained by. Because there's there's a couple of dream sequences in there, like towards the end of the movie that I I did like, and the ending of the movie is 
the the ending of the movie i think is the strongest part of the of the film because that's where it now, kind of goes like full looney tunes and they explicitly now, reference looney tunes in this movie now see sir that was a really I, I, I would say i would say because, josh trank i am going to say josh trank is the worst part of the movie because this movie is basically his you know like he wrote it directed it edited it you know it's it's definitely his baby but it's but he's not the reason why this movie succeeds you know he he he, he, yeah no yeah i could agree with you on that but i think it's like when it comes to the direction there is something there i see the you know the writing's not there the vision is definitely there but the direction is just yeah there there is a there is some sense of vision there and it works in spades you know and it, and when it works with can i just say this genuinely it, it like definitely works it, it, this yeah. is like bohemian rhapsody levels of bad editing it's really bad it's really bad oh yeah there's no, cuts every great. three seconds it's not like every two seconds that alligator you could tell that alligator was very <laughs> uh, fake when it got remember shot. no spoilers alligator gets shot but like <laughs> dude it's not it's not it's not but, it's not it's yeah. not a spoiler really yeah that <laughs> he took funny. his money that he shit got, was he got funny. What he my god dude i've never okay like another example it's really fun to see him, uh, al capone also going into a um uh, into a boat with matt dillon and verbally oh, arguing great. with an alligator because he took it what he he, he took he took what he took his bait you're a bum that was mine <laughs> he just brings out a shotgun um <laughs> like see the thing is like with those scenes like of, like because there's a lot of scenes of just characters kind of sitting down and just talking about you know about al capone and you know his state and shit uh yeah when, when he's editing those scenes together he kind of ignore like i feel like he ignores like the 180 degree rule where um if you don't oh well, it, it, well this is like a it, this is yeah. like a cinematography thing but basically like it's understanding the line it's the line or die it's basically the 180 degree rule if two people if two people yeah. are talking to each other one person has to stay on the left side of the screen and the other person has to stay on the right side of the screen to kind of give like the distinction that they're on like you know two sides and you know your brain makes that connection and i feel like uh i feel like uh josh Chang kind of forgot <laughs> about that <laughs> Which is an extremely, which is an extremely important rule when it comes to filmmaking, and for some reason nobody told him, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> you know. I think if there's it's somebody Josh who Trank. doesn't give yeah, a fuck you're right, about you're the right, rules you're right. at this point, it's Josh Trank, so that's fine. <laughs> I, th- I think specifically, he, I, look, I think he kind of, I think he knew that. Specifically, so there's a scene. I'll, I'll let that pass a little bit. Matt Dillon and uh, Tom Hardy, uh, they're but both the characters they're talking in front of the lake. And um, they're both talking in front of the lake, yeah. and like there's there's a shot of Tom Hardy from like one position, and then the next shot that it cuts to is like this. It's like Tom Hardy again sitting down, but the camera's in a different position, and it's like very jarring. Like the cut, like you know, the whole thing with editing is like you know the cuts yeah. need to feel invisible. You know, you like if if you're noticing when there's like a very jarring cut, and that's not intentional, it takes you out of the movie. You know. And I feel like Josh Trank just really like he's very flawed in a lot of his filmmaking techniques, and I feel yeah. I think one could argue that that reason is also probably it's probably in service of the narrative being you know a story about a I fractured could get behind mind that and how everything isn't really as it is what it seems you know so everything's a little bit loopy See, no. and you know not in order. 
So like I can I can I can make I can, that I, argument, I, but yeah, I can I, understand that too being a technical. I'm not issue. finished it's with the movie like, yet, it's, so it's just I'm not gonna say that like like yeah. I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, but <laughs> oh, you're from what I've seen, treat. it just you comes off like I can get behind that intention if that was the intention, but from what I've seen, from what I do see, it just seems like a person that's not the best editor is editing the movie. And yeah, it's like it's the director's vision, but yeah, I'm a, I'm really weirded out by that. I don't know. Did he edit? I'm not sure. Chronicle? Actually, let me check on that. Do you know? Yeah, because I'm I'm sure he probably had somebody. I mean, with him I mean, honestly, for Chronicle, movies. he might have he might have yeah. edited it himself because of how small of a budget was it was at the time. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you right now. True. God, I have to pee so bad. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Oh no, it wasn't. I'm, I looked it yeah. up right now. Elliot Greenberg was the editor on Chronicle. Yeah, but when he it comes to Man Forsyth, yeah, edited, for sure, uh, he didn't stabbing edit that, at twenty second birthday. <laughs> he edited that, so yeah. Oh my god, he did! I oh my god, that was the announcement yeah, to him directing <laughs> great. So, uh, well. Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun. That was yeah. fun. Um, well, yeah, that that was fun for a second. This definitely feels yeah, like I, a director think, who um, who's still starting off as a director, but Josh Trank obviously he has a very unique, interesting to put it like I mean a unique uh, a unique uh, kind of come up into filmmaking. You know, it's, it's you know to put it very lightly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm curious to I'm curious to read up on the. Back oh yeah, definitely. I, I want to see like I I genuinely want to see what everyone has to say about this movie and everybody working on it, especially Tom Hardy. <laughs> I I, I want to see what I want to see what Josh Trank told Tom yeah. Hardy <laughs> in order for him to, to sign on. And you, hey, I I just need you to do like a like a like like a baby like a, an Italian baby voice. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's just. I, it's, it's a not fascinating. At all. No, not I don't at all. I think it's one of the best. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say, but it's, it's one of the most entertaining. <laughs> that is, that is definitely. Great. And in terms of twenty twenty <laughs> movies, I think it's like it's oh. it's up there, like but one best of the year in terms of like actual entertainment. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I, I haven't seen Onward yet or some of the other ones, but I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I won't have the same um, level of a good time in this. As, uh, I think Trolls the movie War itself, or something like that, you know. No, yeah, because it's just it's it really just so wacky. It's sad too, you know. Like we've been we've been going on about how crazy this whole movie Linda is. Linda Carlini, like, it is ultimately up, pretty hold, sad. Holds her own, you know. Like, and she, she oh, definitely. Yeah. No, I, I I feel sorry for her character because she no, literally she, she, she literally she has drive, to put up. She definitely drives the emotion in of the this movie. whole film. Yeah. And some people just come in and out. Yeah, like that, Tom was, that was. Has like an extended cameo as like I don't his know, doctor, doctor. His doctor friend. I don't even know. I'm curious to see what's the what's the what's the extent of his involvement in that movie because Peter Deming, the uh, Lynch's uh, frequent cinematographer and uh, the cinematographer for um, Twin Peaks season three, he he shot this movie. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if there's some sort of connection between Jack is definitely Anne a fanboy. McLaughlin and Trank. In in order in yeah in order of getting like financing for this movie like I, I'm curious to see who got like who who really pushed this movie to actually get made other than Trank of course you know like Lawrence Bender is is a listed producer in this um, for those of you who don't know he's one of the you know safer directors yeah. quote unquote of Pulp yeah. Fiction and a bunch of other movies but 
like I'm, 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 I, I want to read up on the history no, yeah. of this movie, of the production of this movie. You know, because it may not be an interesting film altogether, but it makes me curious to see what's in store I, for I... Josh Trank in the future. You know, like I think, I think this movie can be just as good. Like I think this movie might, hopefully, you know, in a perfect world, this movie will be good enough for Trank to do another film, and him, he could actually, you know get back in the limelight as a yeah. as a noted director yeah i don't yeah, like know? in terms of like the the movie itself the movies is uh, well like you know again i'm not finished like the movie's pretty good so far but performance definitely out of like <laughs> his entire f- oh fil- filmography oh, best like, of the year tom hardy best of the year who even is, Eliz- is great. like is elizabeth great. who's elizabeth right. moss at this point <laughs> yeah he's he's it's generally no, yeah I, I think it was generally a fun time I've never seen I've never seen a movie where in someone mentions the name Bugs Bunny, <laughs> somebody breaks down in tears, and uh, up until now, you know, this was a generally I, I I thought this movie was good, but one of the funniest. And All right, guys, seriously, <laughs> All right, guys, seriously, I am holding in my piss yeah. so bad right now, it's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I will literally piss all over. Up. We'll be back. Uh, next where week. can we find you, buddy? Uh, yeah. You can find me at Summer Oak Cruise on Twitter, and um, <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can find, well, no, you you can find me yeah, at Vipanokava on Twitter. You can find the show on Instagram, at American Nerds. Uh, we're posting every day. Uh, you want to DM us, you want to email us, do whatever the hell you want to us, in fact. <laughs> yeah, send us a question. No, don't do that, actually. But uh, send us a question podcast. if you want. We have an American email. Nerds podcast American Nerds at gmail.com. Podcast? Um, uh, g- Email.com. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot our own email. Uh, <laughs> we haven't used it in a while. But hey, if you want to send us a question, we'll talk about yeah. it, bring it up on the show, and uh, let's see where that goes. You know? Yeah. We'll leave it at, with that. Have you a, all have, uh, have a, a great week. Have a good day. Great week. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace, y'all. <laughs> have a great day. Take care, y'all.